This is Adam from Rebel Inc. You're listening to the first 52.
your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. right here we go off of another uh another adventure down the the rabbit hole of truth uh we're gonna venture out and see exactly what we can uh learn this evening welcome to first 52 on raz radio at tf52.com uh, you can find us on um tune in radio also and you can get all the rebroadcasts at stitcher uh december 1st saturday december 1st 2012 going into the last month of 2012 how about that um, curious to see how it all works out for us if the, the world's going to come to an end or, or not this year uh, as usual I have my lovely wife Lexi sitting next to me howdy howdy and uh, on my other end there I've got my two favorite fellows to join me Forto Jones hey what's going on and of course we got Shifty good evening sir good evening it's uh, it's been a long week in the radio world. Um, anybody who listened to uh, Can of Fornication just prior to us knows that uh, James spoke of this. Uh, anybody a Radio IO fan uh, has also, of course, knows about this. We lost a, a great guy this week. Shannon G. Brady uh, passed. Uh, Colin G. Brady. Or yeah, Colin G. Brady. Sorry, from the Shannon Burke Show. Good, good correction there. Um, and it, it's been a long week for a lot of us. Um, people here sitting here been very long for um so we're gonna talk about colin for a little bit this evening to start the show out with uh i got a little surprise shift i didn't tell you i had this but somebody sent me a copy or i got a copy of the uh tribute song for colin so i want to play that tonight you scared me for a second (laughs) i was getting ready to get in my car (laughs) you're getting ready to get in your car and you know, and a lot of people know exactly what I was thinking a second ago. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I know what you're thinking, yeah. I will strangle you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I knew Colin uh, basically from working with the, you know, with the Dangerous Conversation and working with Radio IO and and uh, and uh, Shannon Burke show. And he was an interesting fellow. I, I really enjoyed my interaction with him. He was uh, witty. He was funny. He was very intelligent. He, and uh, I just really enjoyed talking with him, so it was a sin to to see what happened. Uh, I think deep inside, though, I'm I I feel better for him because I'm sure he's going to be a, a lot healthier than he's been over the past uh, few years. I'm an angel now, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, you said uh, prior to the show that you had had some stories about Colin that, uh, or you had a story about Colin you wanted to get into. Well, I have a story that I didn't even realize that. Uh it involved Colin till just this week. Um, it's a little bit of a long story, and I have to give a little backstory. And and I have a uh, form of muscular dystrophy called perineal muscular atrophy, and that's part of the reason why I lost my toe. Um, but uh, 
the, over the summer, I was I was feeling like crap. I, I was getting weak. Uh, I, it was painful to stand up to make breakfast. Blah blah blah. And I decided to use uh, marijuana to see if it would actually ease the pain. And the night that I tested it was the night that Rick was on by himself on Dangerous Conversation. And uh, through one of the breaks, um, I still was listening to a song. Uh, and then I, you know, I wound up shutting off the show. I found the song on my computer and I started playing it over and over again. And I actually got to the point where I, I grabbed a couple of drumsticks and I was like, I was back, I was basically working out with it. So an hour earlier, I was laying in bed, um, kind of in pain. And then 60 minutes later, I'm sitting there, you know, do faked and double drumming, double basing and, you know, just doing all this shit and waving my arms around. And it turns out it was a tool song that Colin had played. And since then, I've been using marijuana to, to medicate myself instead of some of these other pills. And I started exercising and shit. And I actually got to say, over the last two months, I feel better than I have in probably the last year. And it was because of that song that made me start moving around. I'm like, well, fuck this, man. I'm going to start exercising. And if I get into pain, I'm going to medicate it. And it wasn't until this week that I realized that it was Colin that I was, was playing the music for Rick who's running the board for Rick on that show. Right. Right. That was when Ledge was on vacation that week. Right. Yep. Wow. That's interesting, you know. Uh, Shifty, I didn't know how much you wanted to get into or what you wanted to say, uh, so we'll let you uh, kind of lead your way into it. So uh, give you your moment here for Colin. Well, you know, I, I think that Colin, um, you know, a, a lot of people don't, know how kind of a person Colin was and uh, he really like would you know as much of a nobody as I was even from from day one and still am a nobody um, Colin would sit down and and talk to me about all kinds of stuff and tell me good stories and give me advice and um, you know Colin was the kind of guy that he could make you feel like you mattered even if quite frankly really you didn't matter um and uh you know I guess it's like this with everybody that that you know is no longer with us but you know it's really the little things this week that uh are really bothering me uh, to think about you know when I would do that bit and you know he would call me Sparkles and Chet that I was trying to tell uh, another one of the interns about that yesterday and I uh, I choked up a little bit and kind of lost it for a minute and uh, you know of course um, my unfortunate uh, involvement in Wednesday's show you know is uh, you know not cool but that being said um I, I guess uh, I'm I'm glad that I knew Colin, and, I, and I'm glad that I had the chance to uh, uh, be a, a limited part of Colin's life because Colin was really brilliant, and a lot of people think that you know all the shtick about him, you know that I, I'm I'm not so sure that a lot of people understand really how smart he was. The, right. the guy just you know he would destroy you if you wanted to talk history with him. Yeah, uh, I mean, you even had to cheat on an IQ test to, uh, you know, to beat him. I, I did. I, I Googled a little bit. Just one little quick question. Um, but I was not rubbing that motherfucker's feet, all right? It wasn't going to happen. 
Hey, yeah. Let me ask you something, Shifty. Uh, since yeah. you know him a little bit better than I, like, I really don't know him since I don't listen to Shannon's show. But uh, what do you think it was that uh, that took him? I wouldn't say that I know him any better than really anybody. I mean, I would say that a, a listener that listened to him every day uh, arguably knew him better than I did. Um, I think that I just you know got to see different sides of him, you know, because there's always who we are behind a microphone, and then there's who we are when uh, you know we're just sitting around. Um, but what do I think took him? I think, um, you know, I, I think that, that, that a mixture between, uh, uh, you know, bad lifestyle choices and uh, uh, bad luck. I mean, God knows. God knows Colin had terrible luck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, he my did. That's God. for sure. The, the great black cloud mystery. Um, but what uh, what do I really think? Uh, you know, forget about like what a medical examiner is gonna tell us here soon. What might have happened? I mean, I I really think what really took him was being 400 plus pounds. How many ever years ago and getting that that stupid surgery? Uh, and, you know, I really think that that is what it boils down to. Yeah, that surgery is 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 bad news. I mean, there there's people that are getting it who would die if they didn't lose weight and I guess I can kind of understand um, going that route and getting it for that type of reason and, and maybe it was that reasoning with him uh, but if you're if you're forced to, to absolutely have to get this surgery you should always go with the band at least uh, based on the research I've done at least if there's complications they can open that band back up and uh, go ahead well you're you're not rerouting you know, you're not rerouting your fucking plumbing. I mean, that right. just sounds bad, you know? Like, it, it, there's nothing that sounds good about fucking with how food comes from my mouth to my asshole. That just does not sound right. But right. a lap band, I mean, eh, you know, sounds a little better. Man, it's like I said, it's removable. It's 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 easily correctable compared to, uh, you know, other situations. Uh, like what Colin had done. I mean, he had the really bad one uh, done up. <clears throat> Um, I know everybody listening now, probably a, a good majority of you are all Shannon Bark listeners or, or Bubba Army people. Um, one of the listeners, Joe and Steve from Maine, or I guess that would be actually be two of them, do a lot of parody elements for um, Shannon Burke and the Shannon Burke show. And uh, I got a copy of one of them, and I just as my little tribute to Colin here on the show, I want to play that, and then we're going to move on to our normal conspiracy uh, news and information topic, but we had to take a little time to recognize Colin today. <laughs> hey, Colin Brady, you know you had tons of bands. We listened to the Shannon Burke Show. You are such a funny man. What can we do? Uh, the entire brigade loves you, uh, I hope you knew. Uh, hey Colin Brady, we are happy you're with Finway, but you left us all too early and we're working through the pain we must pull through. Remember the best thoughts of you, uh, the old and the new. Uh, we love Colin G. Brady. Go. La la boop a doop yeah! We love Colin G. Brady. 
he made us go. Yeah. Hey Colin Brady, we la la and boop a doop. We will miss all the funny stories. How you filled your pants with poop, you were so great. You used to sock to masturbate. Socks are cheap dates. Hey Colin Brady, you will never be forgotten. Your memory lives in the burgade. Both silly thoughts and rotten, where did you go? We'll miss you on the radio. At least we have the shitting hoe. Our friend from the Shannon Burke show. We love you, bro. We love Colin G. Brady. He made us go. La la boop doop yeah. We love Colin G. Brady. That's right, Colin. You'll be missed, buddy. Uh, we'll be thinking of you. So, oh. hey, let's go on to something else. Go ahead, Shifty. Hey, real quick, though. Um, you know. Something I do want to say is how incredible uh, everybody has been, not only to Shannon and Rick and me and uh, uh, everybody else, but how incredible everybody has been to each other, uh, to, to, to see the amount of support that everybody's offered to each other and uh, to see, you know, how much people give a shit about me. I mean, it was, it's been really, really, really touching. And uh, and anybody that's listening, I I really thank you, really, because it 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 meant a lot. Yes, it did. Absolutely did. All right. Uh, if you want to join us in our chat room, you can uh, pick that up at tf52.com forward slash chat. Uh, if you want to get in there, we got some people in there chatting back and forth already. So uh, go ahead and jump in if you feel up to it. And as we're gonna move forward here, um. I got an article sitting in front of me here. Long Island County is moving toward enacting energy drink drinking age. So here we are again with New York and their lovely laws and regulations. Hey, uh, what's what's the uh, what's the age? Because my son lives in Long Island and he and he drinks uh, caffeine, caffeinated drinks. I think they're looking to do uh, nineteen. Oh, Suffolk, okay. nineteen already. <laughs> Suffolk inching closer to legislation that would create a purchase age of nineteen. Why 19? I don't know why 19. That doesn't That's make a, any sense. Yeah. Makes no sense at all. Uh, yeah, we got 18 for cigarettes and 21 for alcohol, but it's going to be 19 for energy drink. 18 for cigarettes, proven cancer sticks, right. but 19 <laughs> for energy drinks. Right, right, right. Now, does that include Mountain Dew? Because um, Mountain Dew has a lot of caffeine in it, or is it just the quote-unquote energy drinks? Well, that's where the debate's coming in on this because... Uh, and here it is. There's been the subject of much debate, and now energy drinks in the crosshairs of the health 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 officials in Nassau and Suffolk counties. Um, even as a food, where did it go here? Loaded. Oh yeah, here it is. Even as the Food and Drug Administration look into their safety ener- safety energy drinks. You lost it. That was interesting. 
Yeah. <laughs> the article like changed a whole nother screen. Right. I saw. The, I actually saw that your face change color because I could see the reflection. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it did that. It just did it by itself. So uh, where was I? Looks in the safety energy drinks, which are loaded with sugar, caffeine, and other stimulants, are as popular as even among teens. Um, I was at the wrong spot. Uh, it, they are saying it's com- comparable to coffee. Uh, and then are they going to have to regulate coffee drinks also? Uh, looks like we got a little video here on it. Let's see what that says. <clears throat> oh, pre-rolls. Uh, but, the, but, the Ameri- but the spokesman for American Beverage Association said the drinks are safe and that most contain about half the caffeine of similar size cof- cups of coffee at coffee houses. Um, so they're saying now, you know, oh, we're going to have to regulate all these other things like you were asking Dave Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> it's just... Go ahead, Chef. Not for nothing, Mountain Dew probably should be regulated. Uh, you know, it's... <laughs> Here's the thing. Caffeine is a drug. And if this actually does become law, it's going to be the first place in the country where they're going to they're gonna regulate the drug caffeine. Because let's be honest, if you, you, you need it every day to change your attitude, right? You need it to right. wake up. I personally use it when I need to focus on shit. Um, and I've, I've been ad- uh, addicted to caffeine since I'm a teenager because I've been a Mountain Dew boy. And every time I tried to stop it, I would get headaches. So there's there's withdrawal effects. This is it it, it, it it's every bit a drug as nicotine, marijuana, or uh, alcohol, but it's unregulated. There's no question. I mean, my my wife downs uh, caffeine like most people do nicotine. I mean, she'll drink five six cups of coffee in a day. I mean, I've woken up before and she's already done with the fucking pot of coffee. Yeah, that's um, the way I am. But the problem is, are these small startup companies that are making these energy drinks that are just loaded to the fucking gills with this stuff. And and, and it's just like anything else. Nothing gets regulated until there becomes a problem with it. And currently there's a problem with caffeine and with all these small market drinks. Well, what's the problem? I mean, the problem is, is that people are drinking them with booze and, you know, uppers plus downers equals bad. Hey, man, I was digging for loco when they had the caffeine, and I loved it, and I hated that they take the caffeine out of it. But as we were saying, Shifty, these drinks have the same amount of caffeine in them as a cup of coffee does. So if they're drinking right. these, what's the big difference? We used to go sit at the, at the, at the diner um, when I was a teenager in high school, and, and we'd go up to the diner and sit there and drink uh, like five or six cups of coffee, you know, and eat some pie and, and just chill out and talk. You know, and that's I, all these kids are doing. They want to stay up at night during, right. sl- you know, sleepovers this, or whatever, and they're drinking caffeine. This is a clear-cut case of where the camel's nose is under the tent because all it does is just they, they, they regulate a little piece of it, and it's, oh, it's for the children, right? And then 20 years from now, ca- coffee cups, are, you know, cups of coffee are going to be regulated. You're going to need a license to, to get a cup of coffee at the corner store. Yeah. And that's that's how it starts. That's like when we were talking about the, um, the cigarette license. I, I forget which one, who was on with me that night. But I was talking about they wanted to, to get a, a cigarette license, or they were discussing um, a study that suggested needing to be licensed to buy cigarettes. That's insane. You know, I think I was on with you. Yeah, I think sure. it was you, Shifty. And, and it's 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 a scary thought that they think that they have the right to require us to. It, it's like driving a car. Honestly, I don't believe in. I don't believe we should have to have a driver's license or permission to drive. Um, obviously, we need to learn how to drive in order to drive, but we shouldn't have to pay our local government um, 
exorbitant amounts of money, especially here in Florida. It's gone up so much over the past few years to, to drive your vehicle. It's a, it's, a, it's a VIG. The government gets a VIG. Well, you never own anything. It's even like property tax. You don't really own your house. Exactly. You never own your house. You don't own your right to drive because you have to pay for it. Um, You're a slave and you don't know it. Yeah, exactly. I knew you were going to go there with that. I got this video up. Let's see what they say about this energy drink on their little uh, news there. A proposed law would ban sales to teenagers because of its caffeine kick. As CBS 2's Carolyn Gussoff reports, not everyone wants to put a lid on those energy drinks. Even as the FDA looks into their safety, energy drinks loaded with sugar, caffeine, and other stimulants are as popular as ever among teens. And they're having like sleepovers or something, just want to like have something to drink to stay up all night. It's not like kids are gonna like go out and buy a million and like overdose on an energy drink. But Suffolk County could soon be the first to pass an energy drinking age. Its Board of Health voted to urge county and federal lawmakers to ban sales to anyone under 19. It has a bad nutritional message. It has risks for children. It has no therapeutic value. This man, a legislator and a medical doctor, says he'll sponsor the bill if the industry doesn't label the drinks with better warnings. He says the danger lies in the concentration of caffeine and when it's consumed. If uh, a young person is uh, in a strenuous activity, well, uh, caffeine intoxication can lead to uh, cardiac arrhythmia. But a spokesman for the American Beverage Association says the drinks are safe and that most contain about half the caffeine of a similar size cup of coffee house coffee. Suffolk's health commissioner says it's not the caffeine alone that's the potential danger. There's a whole bunch of other ingredients that can augment the effect of caffeine. Convenience store workers worry a ban would hurt business, but some already turn teens away. We ID. We, even though there is no law we don't do it under 18. A spokesman for the companies that make these drinks says that a ban would create a Go ahead, slippery Dave. slope. Coffee houses I was going to say that's the way it should be done. It's voluntary. You know if, if you don't if it's your store and you don't want kids buying it fine but don't make it a friggin' law. Next yeah, once you involve the government it never goes away. Right. And Shifty uh, you're mad now so what's up? Are you fucking kidding me? Really? Are you kidding me? 19? I mean, listen, I understand if you want to make, like, a law that says that, you know, if your balls haven't dropped yet, maybe you shouldn't be buying this drink and running around pissing off your parents being up until 1 in the morning. But 19? So you're telling me that I can go get on an aircraft carrier. I can go shoot guns at, at terrorists. I can go ki get killed for my country. But I can't have a beer and I can't have an energy drink? You have got to be out of your mind. And by the way, that bitch needs a loser accent. It's not a law. It's a law. <laughs> yeah, well, she should learn how to talk like a normal human being instead of an idiot. Oh. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you say when, when, when somebody says bad words, what do you call it? You call it cussing? Cursing. I it awesome. <laughs> Most people down here call it cussing. Cussing I is, is wrong. It's cursing. All right? So... As a guy that lived in Suffolk County, fuck you. <laughs> hey, look, man. That, come on. Really? I mean, I, I don't know. It just, the, the whole accent thing just sounds stupid to me. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, yeah, let's talk about the topic at hand, though, here. <laughs> yeah, but the topic at hand is that you, you, you can't, you, you can't tell people that, that they can fight for our country, but they can't have an energy drink. I mean, that is absolutely insane. And whoever signs that bill off should be taken out of office immediately. Well, and that, that I definitely agree with. 
Uh, I, I just find it ridiculous that that we're seeing these le- uh, these kinds of legislations coming forward. Uh, look at the 16 ounce cut ban that New York just did. Uh, yeah. Um, we got they're trying to ban smoking in in outdoor places up there, and there's just so many different. What was that? Oh, well, um, salt, sodium. Yeah. Put a ban on that. Didn't they? Didn't they put a ban on uh, frying oils too? Frying oils. They made they made men. Uh, Restaurants put the caloric content and nutritional content on their menus as if we don't know that McDonald's is bad for us. I uh, like that law. Dude, that stuff's available. It's just not on the menu. And, and again, and again, Shifty, why does it have to be a law? If you like to see the what's in the product you're purchasing at a restaurant or a fast food, then you go to one that provides you with that information. I think that it's 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 nice to have that thrown in your face that you're about to make a terrible decision uh, because it has made me make better decisions. And look, I mean, I'm not exactly in the best of shape here, you know? I mean, I could use a little bit of extra uh, embarrassment when I'm trying to order a double chicken down or whatever that thing's called that I've never eaten because I'm not that fat. But if you're eating eating at McDonald's or, or any of these fast food restaurants... You're making a poor choice as soon as you step in the door. It really doesn't matter from that point forward. I mean, I I agree, but at the same time, there's a big difference between eating an egg McMuffin and eating a McGriddle or eating a a, a deluxe breakfast with hotcakes. I mean, that's like 1,200 calories. <laughs> All right, you, know? you said it sto- you said it stopped you before, but you weren't in New York, right? No, of course I wasn't. All right, in so New York. so then the law is 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 ridiculous right there. If it's if knowing what the, what the caloric intake is has stopped you from eating bad food, it wasn't the law that stopped you from doing it. You know, I got to tell you, maybe there's you know this probably contradicts with a lot of the things that I believe in, but I, I almost kind of think that it would be great if you know right there the 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 little girl taking your or the little guy or whatever he is not to be sexist, <laughs> sorry, Lexi, um, if if the the person behind the counter would say, "That'll be seven ninety-seven, and that's for two people. That's eight hundred and seventy-five calories a piece with your drink." Well, it's not their I, job to educate like you that. that. That's not their job, though. It's your job to to keep yourself healthy and educate yourself as to what you're consuming. It's not <laughs> like I'm doing my job. <laughs> So I need somebody to do it for me. So right, so the government has to do this for you? Are you kidding? Yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm fucking lazy and I'm gonna die of heart disease. Oh, so, oh okay. <laughs> See, but that's up again, up to you to fix that, Shifty. You can't be lazy. Hey, I'm fixing it by supporting the legislation. <laughs> Pick that glass up a little more. What are you drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking? Vodka with fresco. <laughs> uh, that, that's healthy. I learned, it, I learned it from a very, very important man. <laughs> yeah, that's healthy for you. Yeah, we gotta uh, do hey, it. Just real quick, I'm reading up another article on this, and it says here in 20 town, uh, 2010, County Legislator Lynn Norwick, also in Suffolk County, pressed for a similar ban, but she pulled back her bill when the energy drink maker Red Bull agreed to change labeling and give the county fifty thousand dollars for an education program. Oh, imagine all this that. is a shakedown. Money, 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 money. Give me more money. Well, Boy, just because some bad shit gets involved with it doesn't make it a shakedown. Well, what's the bad shit that gets involved with it, though? I, that's what I'm trying to figure out, because they, they showed only, I think, 15 deaths last year related to energy drinks. So 15 people died because they couldn't control themselves. Well, which is half of the amount of people that choked on pen caps, mind you. But, <laughs> but I mean... But nobody's ever talking, died of marijuana. <laughs> right. But <laughs> you know where I got that figure from. Um, but... <laughs> 
the uh, what I'm saying, the bad shit is that the uh, the county government got involved with the fifty thousand dollar vig for the uh, for the education. What I'm saying is, is just because something that uh, may make it look illegitimate comes along doesn't necessarily mean that the cause wasn't righteous to begin with. I think that they it's not a shakedown uh, for Toad. I think that they really are just trying to help, and, and maybe you disagree with the fashion in which they're helping. I'm not sure I agree either, especially with the way they're trying to implement, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you know it's all just a shakedown. And the cause always starts out with a good reason there, Shifty. I mean, Not always. When I mean, they finally admit to us that they're doing chemtrails, they're going to tell us it's to protect us from global oh God, warming. He, or... said he said it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. My headphones just clipped. Did you just say I'm not talking about anything with chemtrails tonight? What was that? I was just using an example. I was trying to think of another one, but that's the only one that came to me. 37 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Mark the tape. Hey, I think we've done a very good job with keeping chemtrails out of our discussions. I told you last time, I just ignore it. <laughs> In one ear, out the other. Um, and that's the problem, though, Shifty. They're always going to tell you, it always starts out for a good good cause, a good reason. You know, it's like speed limits. Why do we have uh, nationwide speed limits? Because my neighbor can't drive. Because <laughs> your neighbor can't drive. All right, so, all right, so if your neighbor can't drive, who gave him permission to drive? I don't know. Women can't drive either, but, I mean, they can drive. The government gives you a shitty test to drive on the streets, and my son just took his road test a year and a half ago with my truck, and I was there, and he didn't even make it onto a main road. And then they they, 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 they give him a license, and he's going out in the world, and he has shit training, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and then they say, well, okay, we're going to give you the shit training, and then you can only drive, and we're going to penalize you if you go faster than 55 miles an hour. That's not that's not the way to teach people. Well, whose job was it to teach him how to drive, though? I, mean, I know he knows how to drive. Oh, okay, because of me. Well, you know, uh, I I got to tell you guys this real quick. This is a great little anecdote. When I was uh, seventeen, I finally got my license, and I was working for my father uh, over uh, uh, at his drywall distribution place. And uh, when I went to go take my driver's license test, I drove a CDL Class B vehicle to go take my driver's license test. Uh, and and I pull up, and I've got, like, eight hacks of drywall, you know, half-inch, 12-foot hey. drywall. Fuzzy. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was on. I'm trying to see if I was on yet or not. <laughs> yeah, you're there. I was just letting Shifty finish his story. Okay, well, go ahead. Uh, I'll wait. <laughs> go ahead, I'm Shifty. Sorry, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Buzzy. <laughs> oh, anyway. no problem. Anytime there, Shifty. <laughs> Anyway, so so I pull up and and I get out of the car and I'm waiting in line and I you know I get it's this close to DC DMV so of course everybody in there's real angry and ready to shoot me in the face and this lady goes where's your guardian and I said I'm it and she goes how'd you get here and I and I look out the window and there's this truck you know out there this big diesel truck going I said that thing and she goes where's the driver and I said I I, I don't know and she goes okay. <laughs> and I and, and I took my uh, my test in in this truck and had to parallel park this truck and they had to like move the cones for me, and and, and then the guy didn't even ever realize that I was taking this test in a CDL approved truck with air brakes. Nice. You gotta love the level of intelligence uh, that that uh, we get in our state and government employees. Oh, it's hilarious. And then I worked until ten o'clock that night delivering drywall <laughs> with 
with two crackheads. It was fun. Nice. All right, Buzzy, how you doing, buddy? I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm back on my way to Florida again. Are you really? Sorry about my luck, huh? Yeah, well, at least uh, it's warm. Anyway, first of all, you, I got to say, there ain't no you four-wheelers know how to drive. Trust me. <laughs> then 90% of the truck drivers don't even know how to drive. That is true. I grew, but I, I guess everybody can't be like me, so. I grew up driving Mack trucks. I'm pretty sure I'm qualified, Buzzy. Yeah, and I was well, a truck. I wouldn't tell anybody I drove a Mack truck. <laughs> Ooh, what, what you got wrong with Mack? I got my uh, I got my bulldog mounted to the wall, like five feet from me. Well, driving a Mack truck is like fucking a fat woman. Ooh, they're fun that's to play. They're fun, they're fun to play with, but you don't tell nobody about it. <laughs> so, so would you have been happier had I been in a Peterbilt? Oh, fuck a Peterbilt! But son, if you want to drive a truck, you got to drive a Freightliner. Now, uh, here the calls coming in now. Yeah, those are, those are beautiful trucks. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discount that. Those are beautiful trucks. Now, when it comes right down to it, as far as trucks, trucks are trucks. They're all the same. They basically got all the same motors. They're all made out of fiberglass and plastic nowadays. They ain't no different. Yeah, it yeah, used to mean something. Cabs. It used to mean something I, back in the day, though. Yeah, some of them got beautiful cabs and sleepers and stuff. I like the Freightliners because they've always had plenty of room for my old fat ass. <laughs> Now, Buzzy, Peterbilt, Peterbilt are yeah, they're too small. Buzzy, do they make those things uh, with Bluetooth built in nowadays, or with what built in? Like Bluetooth and and all that kind of modern shit, like I have in my uh, Sonata. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I, I know one of our trucks got some type of hookup on his dash. I would matter in hell when I I didn't get one, <laughs> but you can plug like your phone, you can plug uh, your XM, and all into one deal. And control from that one thing. Those motherfuckers. Well, that's why I said, you sons of bitches. They short skirted you. They short skirted you, Buzzy. Well, that's right. Oh, the well, sorry about my luck, huh? So, what, uh, what uh, intrigued you to give us a holler this evening? Uh, this caffeine deal. God, uh, that's a bunch of bullshit. 19. Now, like Shifty said, you can go in the military at 17 and get shot and your head blowed off, but you can't drink a caffeine drink or a beer? Right. That's some bullshit. Wait, this comes from, uh, go ahead. This comes from a guy who I've seen a video of. In fact, you sent me this video uh, the first time that I tried Fiend. Uh, Buzzy sends me this video, and I and I click on it, and he's pouring two Fiends into a Monster Energy drink. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Goddamn, I drink coffee all day and half the night with Fiend. At least one Fiend in my coffee, if not two. With my monsters, I always put one or two fiends at the bins, but yeah, all day and all night, and I ain't dead. And you see the results I, you get from that. <laughs> I too, have seen, just, I've been in I'm his like, truck, and I've seen all the fiend packages. <laughs> Is it like <laughs> littered with brain, them? Now I might be brain damage. It could cause uh, brain damage. I'll give you that much. You might be. Oh, so he well, he he calls you. Foretold when he comes into Florida, but I said to him maybe six months ago that I'd like to have lunch with him. He doesn't. No, 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 now wait, now wait a minute, Shifty. There's been a few times I've been down there going to my favorite Hooters down there. I've offered anybody to come join me. What do you think I said? Twitter all day. You got to PM me. <laughs> who shows me? Who shows up? Foretold Jones shows up. Yeah, but you know I'm 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 60 miles south of there. You go to the you go to the Clearwater Hooters, right? Oh, you're sixty miles south of there. Yeah. God damn. 
Well, I am going to Fort Myers uh, for Tuesday, but maybe we can hook up uh, Monday evening or something. There's a there, there's some great places to go right off the interstate, uh, right in between Fort Myers and Tampa. You uh, you you DM me, I'll get your number, and we'll uh, we'll hook up and have a beer. Well, I'll have to, it'll have to be what I can get my truck into now. I, I'm I got not a, driving a four-wheeler. Hey, I told you I grew up carrying trucks, you know, or driving trucks. What do you think I'm going to do? Try to put you in the back of a fucking No, no. Now, if you want to call a goddamn Mac a truck, but whatever. <laughs> now, that area, Sar- <laughs> that area of Sarasota is, uh, especially, I, I think I know where he's thinking about having to meet him. Uh, that whole area there is real uh, truck-friendly because it's right there off the interstate. Uh, yeah, I'd love to meet a little Shifty there. I'll smack him up on top of the head a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let me tell you something, Shifty. If you party with, uh, with Buzzard Bob, uh, you're going to have to strap oh. him because that motherfucker was drunk as a skunk when he was with him. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not a social drinker now. No. So I, when I drink, I, I drink to get drunk. God forbid me. Somebody's gonna, probably going to have to tie me up at the Christmas party. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, well, that'll be probably my first time I get to meet you, Buzz. Well, I'm going to be bringing pretty, plenty of buzzard shine. Buzzard shine, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, that sounds I, good. I I love how he rebrands everything, you know. Oh, you know, everything's rebranded. You gotta have the buzzard on there. <laughs> Dave was just showing me a sticker with you, a Bubba Army sticker with you on it. Hey, hey that's a K five there, son. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. I like how he talks in wind speak, you know, even like, <laughs> even on here, he's like, "That's K five, boy." <laughs> well, now it's actually on the side of my truck, but. They're not for resale or nothing like that, so well, what the hell? <laughs> my heart's resale. in Mississippi, but my 20's on 75. <laughs> oh, too much. All right, Buzzy, we'll stop. Thanks for checking in with us, brother. And, uh, yeah, um, you you, if you know anybody under the age of 19, they might not be able to get a, a caffeine drink up in, uh, in uh, where the hell oh, is it? Oh, one more New thing. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, fuck. Go. See what that goddamn caffeine does? I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> that was quick. Oh. I gotta go now. All right, brother. I'll see you later. Yeah, I gotta love Buzz. He's always a a handful when you have him on air, and he's funny as hell sometimes. <laughs> you got to see him drunk. Yeah, I no, I haven't met him yet, so I'm looking forward to meeting him at the at the Christmas party. Oops. Oh, that's great that that's Buzzy's ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I accidentally called him back there. He's probably going, "Oh man, what the hell?" <laughs> Damn motherfuckers. Ah, uh, so yeah, I. I Regulations, regulations, regulations. And um, God, here's the thing about Long Island is you're going to get all these mothers that are like, yes, you should not feed my kids that stuff, and we'll vote for it, and we want it, and uh, and it'll pass. You sound like a Jewish mother of Long Island. God, I told you I live there. That's what every woman sounds like. My little four-toed Jones is not going to be eating those cheeseburgers. <laughs> no, no. They'll them not to drink Red Bull, but they'll fire them up with all kinds of stuff. You know, they'll have McDonald's. They'll have all this other crap. It's it's just, I can't wait to get the hell out of this country. <laughs> Where are you going again? Honduras. Honduras. That's right. You're on again, bud. He's going to get shot in a gang war. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, right. three toes and one half of a brain. Well, we all and guess what else you're allowed to have down there? Guns and cocaine. All go good together. You're not really allowed to have it down there, but uh, you know. Yeah. If you think of Honduras, the whole th- when 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 you said you know 20 years ago that New York was a rough place to go, it was just Manhattan. It was just certain sections of Manhattan. It wasn't the entire state of New York. 
All right. right. The only problems in Honduras are in the capital city, Tegucigalpa. Right. That's not where I'm going. Where are you, you going? Got, you know, you could you could be as fear you could be, you know, uh, afraid to come down and visit me. Won't bother me at all. <laughs> Stay the hell away from me. That's fine. Well, I want to stay on regulations, but I want to change it a little bit. Um, and we're going to go over towards... Why well, we got another call coming in here? I think it's Buzzy again. Oh, you're live again. Oh, I, I just... My phone just said I uh, missed call, so I tried to figure out who it was. It must be you. <laughs> yeah, I, I accidentally called you back. <laughs> we love wow. your we love your ringback tone, though. Very nice. Wow, well, that's just one of them generic deals. <laughs> anyway, you, need do, you need to do a voiceover on top of that. It needs to be like... Buzzard. I don't know how to, how to do all that bullshit. I can uh, my phone's smarter than I am. Hook me up. <laughs> all right, bud. Now, I do need to meet you, Shifty. You got to hook me up on the cloud there with my iPad and my phone. Christ almighty. You got cash in your pocket? <laughs> oh, I got a little bit. I got a couple dollars. Not much, but a couple dollars. We'll talk. Let's try your dinner. <laughs> Buy your dinner. There you go. There you go. Get anything I, I, else for hey, that dinner? Fat men love food. <laughs> hey, you know what? Watch that. I got to go now. All right, peace out, buddy. <laughs> Too funny. I knew he was going to end up calling me back because I'm sure he didn't recognize the number. Um, what have you guys heard on um, carbon taxing? You guys heard about this before? This oh, you sounds mean uh, global warming? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about it. All right, so they want to tax us to try to prevent global warming. I pulled up an yeah, article because that'll, that'll work. Yeah, that well, yeah, of course. It just you know somebody's got to make money off of uh, off of the global warming. So uh, you know you can buy the the permission to to to, ha- to cause greenhouse gases or or to have high carbon emissions, um, but uh, you have to pay for it. I just don't get. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, it, it's it's an exchange. Suppose <clears throat> suppose you have a uh, an old factory that pumps out a lot of crap, and I have a new factory that pumps out a lot of crap. We're allowed to have, let's just say, fifty credits a piece, you know, because our factories are the same size and same shape and produce the same shit. It's just that yours is old and shitty, mine's new and efficient. Um, I could sell you my credits. Let's say let's say I only use ten credits. And you use ninety, right? I could sell you my forty. Now you have fifty plus forty. You have ninety. So you're legal, and I'm legal. And you just p- paid for my credits. And it's 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 gonna it's gonna create an exchange market for these carbon credits. Well, where does this work for us though? Where where does the simple person drive in their car? For us. Right. It just co- it, it, it'll it'll transfer into the price of the product that we buy from these factories. Right. We pay for it. Every whatever happens, we pay for it. Right, because it comes out of our pocket in the long run, whether it be through the government taxing us or whether it be through increase in the products we purchase. Right. Right. Oh my God! When uh, when Brad Friedman was on the other day, I, I was going to make my first call into DC <laughs> and, and yell at him. But and I thought to myself, <laughs> if he comes on to the show again, I, I'm I'm going to have to just. Like I did last time, just shut the microphone off. Just bow out. Well, he wanted you in last time, so we'll have to have you in next time because he'll be back again soon. Uh, right. We were talking about having back again, but the reason why I brought up the carbon tax is, and uh, Brad Freeman tried to poo-poo this article because um, I did tweet it to him on on Thursday night when he was talking about his his whole uh, global warming uh, BS. 
but you know, his, his girl is into that whole thing, and God forbid it's not true. Um, she wouldn't really have a business anymore. <clears throat> but um, this article here from the Mail Online, um, global warming stopped 16 years ago, reveals uh, reveals Met Office report quietly released, and here is the charts to prove it. That's the headline of the article, pretty long headline. It goes into the figures, and it basically the, the, the quick breakdown of it, <clears throat> it says here that it stopped warming 16 years ago. The, the figures which have triggered debate among climate scientists reveal that from the beginning of 1997 until August of 2012, there was no discernible raise in aggregated global temperature. This means that the plateau or pause in global warming has now lasted for about the same time as the previous period when temperatures rose from 80 to 96. Before that, temperatures had been stable or declining for about 40 years. So it's basically just showing that we go through these increases and decreases. I'm looking at the chart here. And it all pretty much stays within the same level, but there's more lower than there is higher. There's a whole lot more lower than there is higher. Um, it's just kind of weird that we're still arguing over this when we have figures showing that it's not a fact, that that, that global warming isn't here. Uh, You've got to understand that that's the point. That's what they want you to do is they want you to argue about it. All right, and and what what you're not, you're not looking at the bigger picture, which is is pollution damaging the planet, and I, I I can give you resounding proof that it is. Whether it's changing the temperature or not is irrelevant. All right, We're, you know, water is getting uh, more and more pure water is getting more and more scarce. There's a garbage island the size of Texas in the South Pacific. There's mercury. Elevated levels of mercury in every fish on the planet. Whether you have a lake, your own private lake with filtered water, well, not maybe not filtered water, but with you know water that you know, uh, it's still elevated um, levels of mercury, mm-hmm. which actually made me start to think. Is like, well, if fish actually have elevated levels of mercury, uh, so would everything else around it. So the plants, the food that we eat, everything has got elevated levels of uh, would have to have le- elevated levels of mercury. Right. So, and this is directly recaused, uh, caused by um, pollution. Okay, I I don't disagree with that at all. All right. So what they're doing is they're, they're is they're shifting the focus on yes, the the globe is screwed up because of because corporations are are, are polluting it, but we're going to focus on this one little issue, this global warming, and we're going to make money out of it. Mm-hmm. And and then how they do that is they get us to fight. They, they all they do is they always get us to fight, which takes our eyes off of things, you know the real deal. And you know this. Oh yeah, yeah, I I know this. It's absolutely true. But it's let them fight about it all they want. But now they're trying to take money out of our pocket because they can't agree on this or whatever. And I agree with with we do have high levels of pollution in in our world. Um, you know, you're talking about mercury. Uh, we could talk about aluminum. We could talk about barium and strontium. Nine fifty-five. So you know, it's it, there's all forms of pollutants being put out there, and and it's not. I, I don't really think it's as bad as it's been in the past. I think we've really, by my personal account and what I can see, and and what research is showing is that it has gotten better, even our pollution levels. It has not gotten better, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe in Rotunda, Florida, right? 
because we're you know we're we're starting to be health conscious. But over there in China, where it's where they're starting to ramp up uh, industrialization, and more there's less and less farmers in more and more cities, and they're just cranking that shit away. And there's no rules over there. Right. So why do we got to keep getting regulated? Because mm-hmm. it's not a one world government. Oh, not a one world government. I knew you were gonna go there with that. One world government fun the stuff. The more I think about it, the more I'm I'm for it. <laughs> you would be for it, you know, just just because you know I'm against it, and that's why you're for no, it. I think. No, no, it just makes sense. There'd be no wars. I still don't get that one, but I How, think it's, it's not, honey. Is are there any wars going on here in the United States? Is Florida fighting Georgia? Oh uh, no, there's oh. no wars going on here in the United States. Why you're, is that? Why is that, Dave? We trade our resources. We trade our oranges up there for peaches down here. We trade it without any tariffs, without any blockades, without any anything. I could I could take my oranges across the border and come back with a with a truck full of peaches without any taxes or tariffs because I'm in a different state. That's not once you leave the border of the United States or any other country, then all these tariffs and all this regulation comes in. That's where wars start. All right. <laughs> I agree with you there, but I don't agree in a one-world government. And I just mesmerize that you think that'll stop wars. Free because there'll there'll be no reason to fight. Who's who's going to fight? The U.S. government against who? Because it's the governments that fight, right? You know, the government gets the people of the United States to fight. The governments or the people they get into fights with the governments across the the the, the water there. Um, the water there, that that big old water there, the ocean, or you know, depending, you know, the ocean, it's whatever, the Pacific ocean, because we'll be fighting China. Um, but it's governments <laughs> against governments. You know, you're not getting up and flying over to Iraq and punching, you know, some Punjab guy in the face. Oh no, I shouldn't say Punjab. Uh, just a guy in the face that you had a personal beef with. You just, you, you know, you just blanket. I'm not saying you personally. I'm just saying soldiers, troops, right? Shooting whoever. Well, and you that's know, true. It's, and it's not because of the people there. It's because of the government. That's, yeah, and government, well, maybe we don't need a one-world government. Maybe we need to control our own governments and get back, you know, back in control and back to being a peaceful nation like we used to be. Right, and then let's, and let's annex Canada, and then let's annex South America, uh, Mexico, right? And then nobody's going to fuck with us. Right? Nobody's going to fuck with us now because they're the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. But let's say we just, you know, we, we become the North American Union, right? Oh, yeah. That, that was an idea at one time. all the way down to Trinidad and Tobago without a pa- passport. You know? <laughs> and then we annex South America. Then South America, North America. Now we have a hemisphere. Now, who's going to mess with us? Oh, and then people, geez. more and more people are going to want to join in this Western Hemisphere Union. And then finally, it's going to be a global union, and there's going to be no war. One dollar or one currency to, that, that'll be fiat and manipulated, <laughs> but um, it'll it, the four-toed utopia. I see it no, now. Utopia. I'm just I'm just saying we're all against, and and it goes against you know what I believe too. Is I don't want one-world government, but I think it's it, it seems better than two hundred governments. Yeah, I follow. Me. I follow you. I follow you. I got it. We talked about this last week. So if we get it weeks. down to one government. Then it's easy to topple that. Yeah, I got you, Dave. We'll talk about right. that one another time. Um, time. We're going to go into the break here. We got Bob Tuscan of the IntelHub.com. He'll be joining us in the second hour of the first 52. 
Uh, I guess I found out today is National AIDS Day, and he's really big into a lot of AIDS research, so we'll probably discuss some of that stuff with him. Um, and I want to talk about what he's got planned in the future. He's uh, starting up his own network also. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of the new broadcasters out there, a lot of things going on. Now you're listening to the first 52 on KOA, or on Raz Radio. At <laughs> <laughs> Off we go. You're going to regret that.
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Frank Castle from Heist Click, and you're listening to me on the first 52. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52 here on Raz Radio, TF52.com. You can find us on Stitcher also. You just search for us. Uh, you can find us on TuneIn Radio if you search for us. Just search Raz Radio. You'll find it. So, nice first hour. I enjoyed it. Nice to have uh, Four Toad and Shifty on with me all the time. I love having those guys with me. And now yeah. we're going to bring uh, our buddy Bob Tuscan. This will be his second visit to us here at the First 52. Bob, how you doing out there, buddy? Doing well. I enjoyed hearing Chris Steiner, another uh, contact of mine here in the great state of Florida, doing a lot of great work, who got, um, along with We Are Change Tampa and other concerned citizens, fluoride out of the water only to have fluoride uh, potentially back in the water, most likely back in the water, as far as I can tell. Uh, and the commissioners that ran in the most recent election they ran, I mean, this is one of the craziest things that I, you could ever imagine, but that was the platform that these politicians ran on. I mean, they have the chutzpah to go out there and say, not only do I want to be your city commissioner, but vote for me so we can dumb your children down, uh, poison you, calcify your pineal gland. The list goes on and on and on. Yeah, it's amazing. We, ha- we actually uh, did a special show on Monday uh, to try to get some attention for him um, for his little meeting on Tuesday. So uh, it didn't go well. Is what you're what it sounds like you're saying? It sounds like they're gonna end up putting it back in. I don't know. I don't. I didn't hear the specifics as of uh, the last couple of days here, but uh, I I would be uh, surprised to see it uh, remain out. As far as I know, the the, the majority of commissioners now are uh, for it, and you know even some of the commissioners that Chris and and the folks that we are Change Tampa once had convinced. By showing them actual studies, you know, this is peer-reviewed stuff. We got Dr. Paul Conant with his information and uh, the Fluoride Alert Network. I mean, there's plenty of peer-reviewed papers mm-hmm. on this subject. Uh, but uh, no, they, they've, they um, in this most recent election, said, well, for re-elected, which they were, uh, we'll, we'll reconsider our bad decision or something along those lines is, is what one of the commissioners who had once voted to get it out, well, now they're backing to the pressure and voting for it to get back in there. And who's pressuring them exactly? You know, that's a good question. Who benefits from fluoride being put in our water supply? And, and you could look at it on, on both the micro and macro of levels, you know. In, in Pinellas County, who exactly benefits? Right. On a macro level, we know the big picture uh, about fluoride, and we've talked about that before. You know, This is a, a great tool, a mind control tool, if you will. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Well, it's, it's nothing so covert. It, it's pretty much right in front of your face, or uh, in this case, in your water supply. And you know, the big picture in my mind is not only dumbing down people, making them docile, uh, which we see great evidence of. Uh, and for that matter, TV does that uh, equally as much, if not more so. Right. But it, it really does keep people perpetually sick. 
and when you're not feeling well, Sean, how can you expect yourself to function on any other level? And that's exactly what I see as the big picture here with, with all of these toxins, whether it's the geoengineering taking place in our skies, the fluoride in our water supply, the high fructose corn syrup, aspartame, uh, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm sure for many of your listeners, this is nothing new. Right. Pharmaceuticals, you can add to that list. And there's so many different ways they're getting into our body oh, yeah. and, and trying to control our thoughts. I mean, people don't think of it that way, but they really are trying to control our thoughts in a in an indirect yeah. way um it's it's scary and we talked about this with chris you know where did where did the fluoride idea come from well a lot of people go back to hitler immediately but he had to learn it from somewhere and uh it turns out a lot of the same things we're using today they used back then and were learned basically from our our the the people of our government in the very beginning you know, it all comes back to to the not the people in our government, but the 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 leadership that we see in our world. Um, you know, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, back to these people. It, it it always ends up back there in the long run. Yeah, I mean, we see many connections with compartmentalized aspects of evil and the the slow kill poisons that we face. I mean, these people are open eugenicists, and and that's the subject of my film. Uh, shade the motion picture that I'm working on with the intelhub.com of course Jason Burmis and Shepard Embellis are producing that I am uh, lucky enough to be writing for the film and, and also uh, contributing as, as far as some of my take on things do we have a and, release date, and, uh, date on that yet Bob what's that do you have a release date or a good idea yet on that well it's it's scheduled to come out this winter but I'll tell you this and I don't know that this has been announced elsewhere so this is a a mini exclusive here for you Sean uh, the trailer the third trailer we've released trailers one and two and the third trailer is being produced and will be released this week oh great so that's something to look forward to we want people to pre-order the film because the Federal Reserve notes that you put towards a pre-order of this film help us make the film and complete it uh, with you know we're definitely going to complete it with or without the money but we really do need the help uh, financially uh, unfortunately that's the world we live in and things cost money you and know it, it's pretty simple so there's no conspiracy there help us out if you can if not get it for free on YouTube and uh, spread the information wide and far and uh, that's Shade my, the Movie right? ShadeTheMovie.com ShadeTheMotionPicture.com shade yeah and it's linked up to the Intel Hub you, you might have seen it uh, on many other sites as well. And we're just trying to get the word out about uh, a number of different aspects. And, and my role in the film, and something that I like to focus on in general, are solutions. You know, what can we do about this? Because at the end of the day, I can sit here and bitch all day long about, uh, well, many of the things uh, that we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But if we don't do anything about it, if we don't take the fluoride out of our water supply, and even if you live in a city where they fluoridate your water. Well, you don't have to drink that water. You, you can choose, as of right now, to get a, a water filter of some sort and, and on and on and on. Uh, so that's my goal is to help facilitate and, and motivate people to get out of the paradigm that uh, they don't have to be the victim of. You know, the, the powers that shouldn't be, so to speak, uh, they don't um, have complete control over whether or not you drink fluoride or whether or not uh, you uh, are prepared for an emergency. If you're dependent on them, 
if you're dependent on their food and their junk and, and you're sick, then they have control over you. But if you're independent and you make choices not to have these various slow kill poisons in your refrigerator on your dinner table, it goes on and on and on, uh, then you're in control of your own life. Now, the, the one catch to that is, of course, chemtrails, because we can't control the air we breathe. You know, 10, we 14, all have to Dave. breathe the same air. We, uh, my, my, one of my other co-hosts here, we're really good friends. Uh, he, he doesn't get chemtrails. He doesn't get chemtrails. Well, Let's talk about it for a second. Okay? <laughs> Dave, you there? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. You're going to get it. No, I'm joking. Before we start, before we start this off, <laughs> let me okay. tell you uh, what I don't believe. Okay. All right. Do I believe they have the ability to uh, poison us from above? Yes. Do I Who's believe they? they've done it? Yes. Do I believe they do it all day, every day, all over the planet? No, I do not. Okay, well, the premise is incorrect, in my opinion. It's not just for the sake of, of killing us, because we would be dead by now. Uh, I, I think they have weapons that uh, could do it a lot faster than that. Um, let's put chemtrails aside for just a second and look at the naval testing going on. Are you familiar with some of the Na Navy's uh, testing that they're doing in, in the Gulf of Mexico and the Northwest and elsewhere? No, I am not. Okay, well, Rosalind Peterson, who we got to recently film for For Shade, uh, the film we're working on, she talks about uh, the, the naval testing going on. They About 10 years ago, were able to test in places that they couldn't test uh, before because of various regulations. And these tests are all on their website. They're all there for the public to see, and they show the areas in which these tests are taking place. If you do a simple Google search, you, you can type naval uh, warfare testing and that kind of thing, and you'll find a number of different things uh, about that from the horse's mouth. Okay, so the actual government websites are listing and outlining all these. It's, it's all pretty much in plain sight. This is a long-winded way of talking about the fact that openly we have barium dumps in our skies uh, taking place. Uh, now, you, you know that uh, one of the elements of, of the, the trails, and you can call them chemtrails, you can call it geoengineering, uh, persistent contrails is, is a good way of putting it, but they're just trails, uh, no matter which way you slice it. These trails, we've, we've been able to determine, contain some of these very elements that the Navy is openly testing. Now, that might be a bit of anecdotal evidence, and the, the two might say, not be. How did, how did you test uh, a persistent contrail, chemtrail, or whatever for elevated levels of barium? Good question. How do you test the chemtrail? Well, the best way to do that is to actually send a weather balloon up into the trail, right? Would that okay. make the most amount of sense to you? Sort of, but you can't control the balloon. and I, I wouldn't believe you can control the balloon to go into the contrail, but okay, okay I'll, I'll play with you. All <laughs> right. What about rainwater testing? Rainwater testing is not conclusive to me because that encompasses pollution that I think is already in the air that comes from different things such as car exhaust, cow farts, uh, corporations, or I should say factories. Yeah. You, know, you can't just pin it on you know one identify one one thing that your eye keys onto you know there are a lot of things up there that you can't see okay fair enough now what about the fact that we can isolate uh, the rainwater testing uh in a certain regard and we can you know 
make it uh, after a day that's heavily sprayed and tested you know yeah I guess you could say the same thing that there might be other toxins but I think it's um, you know like any other science experiment it's obvious that when you have a control that looks one way so you have your control sample uh, mm -hmm. that's done on a day perhaps where there's not as many tests or as many trails rather and then you do test on a day where there are m many trails uh, would you acknowledge the fact that you you can ha you could have a control to to you know address what you just said and in, in determining whether I, it was I, that would that? be more more proof or more, more I wouldn't say more proof more evidence than anything I've ever come across that if you know on a day that you say that you know you chemtrail guys say there's no spraying today but it rains let's let's test the water and there's nothing there and then let's just say the next day uh, it's heavy spraying quote unquote. And there's more. That would be something that would be like, okay, there's a little bit of evidence. Well, that test Not has been, Dave, that, that test has been done before. Uh, matter of fact, in, in what in the world are they spraying? Uh, Fifth grader did uh, it. Yeah, a little girl did it. The exact test he was just talking about. Wait, in what in the world or why in the world? What, the first what? one. Yeah. The and why? we actually showed that to the EPA here locally. And the EPA saw this information and acknowledged it. Uh, and that was um, all documented and put on our YouTube channel. If you just search Bob Tuscan EPA, you'll, you'll find that epic meeting. But, I mean, th that is the kind of empirical data that you can't dispute. That's not and, empirical data. Well, okay. Bob, let me explain to you about my buddy Dave here. Uh, he's he's a, an anarchist at heart. Um, cool. A voluntarist. A voluntarist. I like likes, that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a good guy. He's, but he's very, very. Uh, I've done extensive research into this, <laughs> and and I just, I, you know, believe me, ninety nine percent of the things that Sean uh, and I talk about, we agree on. It's just this one thing all day, every day thing that I just can't buy. And there's another reason why I can't buy it is I, I can understand why you know they're, they're putting GMO foods. They're 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 poisoning our water because the rich guy or the person in charge can purify his water and buy or grow his own food uh, but how does the guy who's you know in charge of this or, or or makes these chemtrails happen how does he protect himself they don't care I don't think he cares to protect himself and and really you know I don't think they they're fully aware of the the repercussions and I don't think that again the the motive and and I think you're focused too much on the motive I think at the end of the day we need to focus on what we were just discussing as far as the evidence whether it's empirical or not that's besides the point but the the bottom line is the motive behind this could be many things including a a slow kill as uh, a byproduct of their other set goals openly we know that and we just published documents on this recently at the intelhub.com openly we know that they're trying to mess with the weather and of course that was the subject of why in the world are they spraying is is how it can be used uh, as just mere weather manipulation uh, so that might uh, answer that question that you have as to you know and I've asked the same question I think all everything you're talking about here I'd love to continue to flesh this out and I, I love this kind of conversation Sean because we need to have this we need to be able to be uh, sure of our shit and not just repeat memes that we see and, and go with what we consider to be something that's plausible. We, we need to have facts behind it. And that's what I study, actually. I'm, I'm a student of philosophy 
I got a degree at the University of Florida that that's pretty much worthless, but I got to study <laughs> philosophy <laughs> and uh, I got to study logic a lot and various logical fallacies and that kind of thing and uh, the trivium, which is one of my passions. Um, so I, I'm all for this discussion. Um, I'll be happy to email you if you like and we'll, we'll t touch base well, on some of these the questions. One I, the one thing that, that, that really I have a problem with is what's the delivery mechanism? Is it one plane that goes out there and it's a government plane and it just does its thing or is it you know in the commercial airliners? I don't believe it's in the commercial airliners. Um, that's just my take. I, I think Evergreen Air and some of these private um, planes that could be absolutely without pilot uh, are probably the most likely culprit. But, but see, that, now there's, there's an interesting thing without pilots. Without that, pilot, yeah. But you, you still need somebody's got to uh, somebody's got to do something to fly. Sure. But on uh, a need to know basis, you know, the military is compartmentalized. I'm not saying this is a military op. But, uh, you know, there's ways to keep things like this covert. And uh, as far as the general public's concerned, you know, it's right in front of their face. Most people don't even question it. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing. I mean, I got a lady that's one of my mom's friends. So she's, you know, going to be 60 here pretty soon. And her husband's a chiropractor. They're naturalists. Um, they really take care of themselves. And just recently... Um, she started seeing these chemtrails or these contrails or these persistent contrails or whatever the hell we want to call them. The, the, the lines. I like the lines. I think that's what you said, Bob, right? Was it the lines? Trails. Trails. Let's just call them trails and, and we'll leave it at that. She started she started to uh, send me pictures, um, texting me pictures now of these things. Um, and it's just, until people realize them and, and really see it for just not being normal it, it's hard to get it through them i i had a, a, a run-in with an epa law enforcement officer down here we have uh any of the rangers that patrol the state parks they're all they they're environmental protection florida environmental protection <clears throat> well i was in a state park and i had some beers and we were sitting on the beach drinking some beers and he came over to write me a ticket so i figured i'm gonna take this this opportunity to talk to him about chemtrails because I noticed he was EPA, and I said to him, "I said, you know, your your environment, environmental protection," and he was like, "Yep, that's you know, we fall underneath that division here in Florida." And I said, "Well," and we started talking about the chemtrails, and he had a really nice long conversation with me about it, and I gave him the uh, information for what in the world are they spraying? This was about a year and a half ago, and I ran into him a few weeks after that and asked him if he got to watch the moon. He said he watched parts of it, and that it was very intriguing that there were great questions asked, but he just couldn't believe that it was going on even though he stood there and looked at it with me. You know, it's... It, the mind is so determined to not accept information that maybe goes against what it, it's been taught or told. And I think that's a lot of the problem we have with this issue, Bob. Well, I, I don't accuse your... Um, co is it Frank... Four Toad. We call him Four Toad Jones uh, or Dave. Four Toad Jones. I don't uh, for a second think that he falls into that category. Um, but others out there who just want to choose to be apathetic about it and just because they can't believe something. Oh, I just could never believe. Nobody thinks that. These are all appeal to belief fallacies. And uh, again, it, it, it's easily identified when you, when you understand logic and, and not that I'm 
any smarter. I, I think people get this intuitively. I don't I don't need to uh, give you the semantics, uh, the, you know, the semantical term about it. But you know, you see this kind this kind of attitude, and um, that right there is the reason why I think more people aren't as shocked about this as we are, and uh, more people aren't shocked about uh, the HIV issue as they should be today here on World AIDS Fraud Day, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, that was where I was going next with you. You'd sent me that message about uh, that being today, and, uh, you know, there's so many different... <clears throat> thoughts or beliefs of of where AIDS came from and how it got here and whether it's race specific or whether the government created it or what well, so you think chemtrails are a mind fuck uh part of my language it's fine the AIDS issue is so much more um there are so much more confusion about it it's not even funny uh let me start off by addressing your your Claims or your your suggestions that in people consider it, you know, it could possibly have been a bioweapon made in a lab to go after certain races as this eugenics tool and blah blah blah. Well, that's false. Um, it's it's not accurate. Um, and a lot of the people in the so-called truth movement believe that that's the case. There is a eugenics plot going on. People are dying, uh, but they're dying from something that has never been isolated nor proven to be the cause of what they call AIDS. Well, yeah, HIV. I was pretty sure, What's that? I, I was pretty sure that, that AIDS started from an African tribesman fucking a monkey in the ass. Is that not what happened? Actually, that's how I was born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that's that's really what I thought. I, I, I'm, I'm not no. just being a AIDS racist was, asshole. AIDS was created by a sick... Uh, virologist who sick in the head that is uh, who had his funding dry up and needed to create a boogeyman for gays who were taking it up the ass with multiple partners uh, huffing and uh, shooting drugs up their arms uh, their immune system started to break down and that's what they originally called GRIDS, Gay Related Immune Deficiency Syndrome and this uh, was again limited to this very specific community of, of gays, mostly the bottoms, um, because of course, in, in addition to taking it up the butt, they're also penetrating an area of their bodies that has a lot of their flora and fauna, uh, and you know their antibodies in their systems, and um, that's what AIDS comes from. And then HIV comes from a press conference by criminal Jesuit Dr. Robert Gallo suggesting that he's discovered the cause of this specific disease amongst this specific community and it was bullshit from the very get-go there was never proof that HIV this supposed retroactive virus is the cause of this immune syndrome that inevitably killed you and then they proceeded to dope people up with AZT and tell them they had months to live and that this was a death sentence AZT of course a reject chemotherapy drug uh, a DNA destroyer uh, will kill you faster than any other chemotherapy and, and yet they thought that somehow that was going to help with this boogeyman, literally boogeyman, of a virus known as HIV. This this topic is so fascinating, and there's a lot of great resources on this. It's not just 
something that I've come up with. There's virologists uh, that are quite prominent, like Dr. Peter Duesberg out of the University of Berkeley, and uh, Nobel Prize winners, for that matter, that have come out and, and talked about this issue in a way that you won't hear from the mainstream media and much of the alternative media, for that for that matter. Yeah, you don't you don't hear much talk on on about AIDS unless it's um, you know other shock jocks out there putting it out to try to grab some attention or using you know like you said that uh, I I've heard it being used as you know a bio race specific bioweapon that was uh, developed uh, to eliminate the black population. Now it does go after certain uh, races, and here's how it works: when you go and get your test. And, and this, this whole conspiracy, if for lack of a better term, starts with a test. And do you know what the HIV test tests for? No. What's that? Well, it doesn't test for HIV. It tests for antibodies. And antibodies are naturally elevated in your body for a number of different reasons. And they claim that the, the specific antibodies somehow tell them that it, it, there's the HIV present, which is all bullshit. Pregnant women have naturally elevated antibodies, and that's why they often have, uh, you know, so-called positive results. Uh, and the tests vary uh, from place to place and person to person. So here's how it works. Bob Tuskin goes in as a white heterosexual male who has never been to Africa and has never shot up drugs into his arm, and he gets tested. He's told that, he, well, here's his count and that he's absolutely okay, nothing to worry about, and he should have a good day. Now, my friend uh, Leroy, who just so happens to be a gay guy from San Francisco, uh, who's been to Africa, and he uh, he's a heroin addict. What's that? Why has it got to be Leroy? I don't know. That, that was the name I came up with. <laughs> oh, I thought this was a real guy. I was like, he's, no, he's shooting no. needles, he's gay from San Francisco. I mean, Jesus Christ, we got a problem. And I had to pick a black first name, of course. Been to Africa. That was that was the point. That was the, supposed to be the joke. Right, exactly. But it's, exactly. it's not funny if you have to explain it. I know, right? Okay. I'm um, stupid. I'm sorry. Leroy goes to he gets tested in San Francisco, and he gets the same results that Bob Tuscan got as a heterosexual. But you know what? He's told that he has months to live. Because according to his risk groups and risk categories, that he, you know, if you've ever been tested, they ask you all these questions beforehand. And what that is doing is that's factoring in to the results. And when his results came back, he was told he has months to live. Same exact results. Same exact results. Now, how does that work? How does that make any sense? It doesn't. makes no sense at all. Because you, if you're coming back with the same result, then... Either you both have it or neither one of you have it. So It's bullshit, right. John. The whole thing's bullshit. And, and that's uh, the most straightforward way I can put it. And it was all from a press conference in the 1980s with Dr. Robert Gallo and Margaret Heckler, who was Reagan's Secretary of Health at the time. And it was rushed through. There was no peer review. And that science, you know... What Goebbels said, if you keep repeating that lie over and over again, eventually people don't even question it. And there are people dying. There are people dying of AIDS. In Africa, much of the deaths are a result of malnutrition, malaria, and other underlying illnesses. What happens is, in Africa, they have something known as the Bengui definition of AIDS, where they don't even actually subject these people to a blood test and look at their antibodies. They 
just look at whether or not they meet a certain amount of the, the symptoms that are so-called associated with HIV. So uh, you go in Africa and Leroy uh, or Mutombo, Leroy Mutombo. <laughs> Mutombo. Uh, Can we find a more racist name? I love this guy. (laughs) And uh, he goes in Africa and he sees a doctor and he says, you know, I'm coughing, I'm losing weight, I got diarrhea, I feel like I'm I'm a mess. And the doctor says, okay, you're coughing, check, losing weight, check, diarrhea, check, your name's Leroy Mutombo, check. Um, Okay, you're dying of AIDS. And that's called the Bengui definition of AIDS. And these people are told, you know, meanwhile, the guy's drinking dirty water that his neighbor just took a shit in. And uh, he's, you know, not able to eat proper food. And, I mean, the list goes on. He's got malaria from not being protected from the mosquitoes that run rampant. I mean, but no, the Bono, the, the Bonehead, and all these AIDS propagandists, the Clinton Initiative, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which have their heads and all sorts of things, vaccines included. Mm-hmm. No, they, they're telling us that there's this AIDS epidemic when really that's not what's happening. We have to address why these people are really sick. Um, and uh, it's not because, again, this boogeyman HIV. Interesting. So, <clears throat> as we're, so basically, the treatment is what's killing these people is, is what it's coming down to, uh, especially so here in America. Of addressing already underlying illnesses. So, in, in the case of many people here, it's it's you know you're told you're going to die, which psychologically has its effect. You're already not addressing some underlying illnesses because if your antibodies were elevated, that's reason to think that, yeah, you do have some sickness in the body, that there, you might have hepatitis. You know, that's a lot of what we see uh, is really wrong with these people. Uh, you could have strep throat with elevated uh, uh, cells, right? What's that? You could have strep throat and have those elevated white blood oh, cells. Yeah, that matter. Absolutely. Malaria or, you know, uh, you could have... A um, cold? A cold, yeah. So I have to ask you something, Bob, because sure. I totally believe you uh, about this. And plus, I got a friend of mine who's who's got full blown AIDS for twenty years, and uh, you know he, he's supposed to be dead nineteen years ago. Um, he didn't take meds, but no, he didn't take meds up until actually about two years ago. Well, he needs to get back off him and realize that that's why he's alive. But go ahead, please ask any questions because I can rant and rant on this. Well, aside from you know, all right, so then you know the doctors are classifying head colds as AIDS over there in Africa. Who benefits from that? I mean, is it is it to get more people to, to steer more money that way to get you know for for the medical industrial complex to get money? Who's making money because well, of the AIDS, misdiagnosis? AIDS is an industry. Uh, Gary Null wrote a, a book about that, the AIDS industry, and it, it it's multi billion dollar industry. Um, I don't know that money's the primary motive. In the case of Dr. Robert Gallo, it very well could have been. Uh, he was involved with cancer research, and they were looking for um, a virus that was the cause of cancer, and funding started to dry up. So he needed some other outlet to continue to to milk uh, the funding, and he saw this as an opportunity. Um, pharmaceutical, you know, businesses are making a killing on this, and uh, we see a, a complete conflict of interest. Uh, Anthony Fauci, who's one of another Jesuit, and not that that may or may mean anything in this picture, but it's interesting to point out that there's many Jesuits involved. But anyways, I digress. He's 
Anthony Fauci, he's one of the people who is on both sides here. He he has very much been a, a big propagandist uh, pushing the HIV threat and fear of HIV. And it, it's just like terrorism in many regards, you know, this boogeyman, this fear, constant fear mongering. Don't get sick, you know, you, you don't want to be infected. And uh, meanwhile, he's heavily invested in some of these companies that are now wanting to p dope people up. There's something called Truvada that just came out. They want you to not only dope yourself up when you're so-called infected, but now if you are gay and are in this certain risk group, if your name's, uh, what was it? Uh, Trayvon? No, that's... I'm gonna <laughs> <admit. Trayvon's>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if your name is whatever, uh, now you, they want you to dope yourself up preemptively. They have a medication that, you, I mean, this made the news. This was all over the news. They, they have a medication that they want you to take preemptively. Leroy right, so wait, 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 wait. Let me wrap this head, my head around this. So if you fall within the risk groups, let's just say you're a uh, Haitian male, black male living here that happens to be gay, they want you to take preemptive doses of medication? Preemptively, they want you to start dosing yourself up. And didn't they try to, to come up with a vaccine at one time? I, I seem to remember reading something about an AIDS vaccine. That's recent. That was really recent. Yeah. yeah, they've been trying that for many years now, and it comes, comes and goes, and recently it popped back up again as, as a possibility. But, I mean, vaccines in general, I, that's that's a whole another tangent that I'd, I'd be happy to go out on. But, well, no, I, I don't see it. I mean, the problem with developing a vaccine for it is they can't even isolate the virus. It's one of those things. Show me the money. Show me the actual virus. And, and people will find very quickly that they've never been able to do so. They show artist renditions of what they expect it to look and all this other bullshit, but they can't actually show you under a microscope what this virus looks like. And there's a great... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, I feel like we're all dancing around what the real motive here is. Uh, you know, if you look at Africa as a continent, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, and I, I hate to say this because I think slavery was a terrible thing, but the only thing Africa has ever really exported was slaves. So what they're doing is they're, they're creating a way to push money into their economies because – Every time you turn on the TV, it's it's these these skinny African kids with the push, pushed out pot bellies. It's the malaria blankets, and in the '80s when we were growing up, it was always the AIDS thing. And without Bono, without Hillary Clinton, without all these people over there all the time going, "Oh, help these poor people," which I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it's a great you know thing to help these people. They'd have no money at all going into their country, which is what 90% third world now, there's a I lot to that I agree with that there, there's a lot to that shifty because uh, you got to remember the diamond trade is based out of out of um, that region mm -hmm. and that's yeah, a big and owned thing. by three families right right, right. and so, diamonds for that matter are not really valuable you guys know that I mean that's all an illusion well, it's just a rock really it's just a shiny rock right. I mean that, that that's the <laughs> if you want really want to touch on a, a topic I'm passionate about we can talk about what is money and all that but that's another show but I think there are natural resources that you might not have taken into consideration not that uh, that ultimately is end the end all um, you know I'm, I, I think it's interesting in, in northern Africa we got uh, in Libya 
quite a bit of water. And uh, of course, we can live without oil, but we can't live without water. And also, it's interesting to point out that uh, in the Middle East, Iraq has the largest freshwater aquifer in the Middle East. Um, so again, and let's not forget you know, the lithium in, in Afghanistan and lithium. Um, I mean, there, there's some resources, but then again, with one square mile of ocean seawater extracting uh, certain elements with this uh, new technology they've been working on in the last 10 years, uh, you could also potentially produce all of these resources, gold, diamonds, all that. So produce it. I don't know if scarcity is, is the name of the game with this. Um, I think it, this might be a more just straight-up blatant form of eugenics. You know, there, there doesn't have to be a reason at the end of the day for these people to want uh, genocide to take out groups of people. Uh, and I think, you know, if you look at Africa as the birthplace of humanity and you see the, the occult and esoteric aspects of evil in our world today that literally uh, think of themselves as above human or gods, if you will, and, and they look down on us as the useless eaters. Uh, if you look at it from that perspective, I don't think it's too far out to, to see these uh, people wanting to wipe, uh, you know, wipe off whole populations of people for just the, the reason of evil. Well, could it maybe be that the that, that really the reason that they're doing it is because the exports they do have are run by what's not accepted by the Western world, so therefore the Western world can get involved in the medicine portion of it and therefore actually bring some money and some resources you know, to the villages, whereas gold, diamonds, uh, 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 you know – the oil, none of these things are bringing money to uh, Sean Raz's family. You know, Sean Raz uh, Mumbai or whatever his African <laughs> surname would be. Um, Matumbo. Matumbo. Yeah, Tumbo. Matumbo. Uh, but you see what I'm saying? I mean, uh, diamonds isn't bringing money to, to Sean Raz Matumbo. Well, only if his name was Sean Raz uh, Rothschild or something like that. Right, but that's that's my point. Is that maybe that's the you know uh, the the kind of backwards Western way of bringing some money to these folks, so that way you know Sean Raz Matumbo can feed his child. Well, I I think they would be able to feed their children if they were able to farm, and you know if we look at what the IMF and the World Bank has done in these thir so-called third world countries, let's use Haiti, which you know, is, is poor like many places in Africa for that matter. And uh, the IMF got Haiti about 10 years ago to get off of uh, being dependent on, you know, a lot of their food, their rice and sugar, which is a big crop in, in Haiti. Uh, they, they grew most of that. And the IMF came in and said, no, we, we want to offer you incentives not to grow this food. Uh, and have most of your food imported rather than have you guys export all this great food that you once had. And we saw, what was it, three years ago now, uh, food prices, once they were dependent because the economic hitman went in there, the jackals, and John Perkins talks about this, of course, uh, most notably in his book, The Econ Economic Hitman, the jackals, they went in there and, and they got the nice independent now 
uh, and uh, left them completely vulnerable to what we saw a couple of years ago with food riots, people eating mud cakes because they, they just wanted something in their stomachs. Uh, of course, it had no nutrition, uh, nutritional value. And uh, we saw people rioting and, and all sorts of suffering as a result of uh, the very so-called saviors, you know, the, the World Bank and the IMF, or in the case of it being, uh, you know, AIDS, the AIDS charities, the so-called AIDS charities, or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And uh, it's just, in my eyes, making them dig a deeper hole and meet, leaving them even more vulnerable and even more controlled and even more slaves. It's a lot of stuff there, Shifty. You see? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to make sense of it all. Yeah, Bob, we got to realize Shifty uh, is rather new to the conspiracy world. Um, he's been a right guy, you know, pretty much his whole life, and uh, he, he's just learning a lot of this stuff uh, with his endeavor with the show here. Well, awesome, Shifty, and I'm still learning too. Let me put that out there. You know, I don't want to sound like a know-it-all. That's what I say, and I, I do my show five days a week, and that's what I tell my listeners on a regular basis, that I'm just learning. This is my learning process, and I'm sharing that with you guys and um, giving what I've been able to put together. I'm collecting puzzle pieces, so to speak. When they fit, they fit. When they don't, I put them aside and see how they may fit in the future or if they're relevant and sound. You know, I, I wouldn't. Uh, go as far as to say I'm I'm new to the movement or anything of that nature. I I'm I'm just a uh, I'm a conservative guy who's who's kind of sick of the two party system. Um, I'm more of a libertarian at this point in my life. Uh, and uh, you know there's a, there's a couple of these things that I believe in, but for the most part I just I listen and 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 I try to understand and I try to. Uh, I try to ask the kind of questions that and and think the kind of way for listeners that a uh, conservative guy would think, you know. I mean, and a, and a conservative guy would say, "Hey, look, you know, there's no money over there, and and yeah. this is a business." I mean, look, Sally Struthers was a big business, and she was a big bitch, <laughs> but she brought a lot of money to that place. Well, that's no, why this show's badass. She brought ass. a lot of money to the to the uh, organizations. Most of the money that goes for charity never makes it down to the end people. Right. Yeah, it's like 8% or some well, that, crazy number like that. That's why they want money and not product. If you tried to give them a million dollars worth of food, they'd probably tell you to pound sand. Well, yeah, we'll get I mean, that George Bush clip, you know. Oh, don't send us your blankets. Don't send us your food. Send us your cash. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first got to college and, and uh, you know, right after my first couple semesters and I moved out by myself and, and I went to Walmart, you know, and, and, and I was buying these, uh, you know, the ramen noodles. And I thought, Jesus Christ, you know, I could feed Africa for 50 You're listening to speak a web. Sorry. <laughs> Dave at it again. <laughs> All right. Take two. Uh, when I was in college, I went to Walmart and I thought, holy Christ, I could feed Africa for $15, you know. Yeah, by sending them ramen noodles. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, ramen noodles. We're in. Yeah. Like, like Bob said, though, there's a lot more to it than just that simple part of it. Um, and we got off the age thing, and I don't think we ever really touched on where you were going with that, Bob. Well, it's World AIDS Day today, and I want to encourage your listeners to look into it for themselves and not uh, just 
because uh, everyone thinks something to be so, accept that as valid. In other words, if you think that HIV is the cause of AIDS, look into it again. And uh, the, the documentary that first woke me up to this, and he was my co-host for many years, is HIV equals AIDS fact or fraud. And you can find that on YouTube. And most recently, there's a great documentary that anybody can get on Netflix. And it's an award-winning look at this topic. It's called House of Numbers. Yeah. And uh, if I could tell people to watch one film, you know, it, it really is kind of the loose change, if you will, of this topic. It's even more well done, perhaps. Uh, and loose change, of course, the most viewed film in the world, uh, documentary film in the world. So it, it really is um, probably the best, most in-depth look at what HIV is, what it isn't, and what's really going on here with something many of us have taken for granted. And that was House of Numbers, the one you said was the... House of Numbers. All right, cool. Hey, just so you know, I watched half of that documentary, and that's all I needed to watch. I was like, okay. You were sold after that? Diet. What? You were sold after watching half? I was actually sold after watching 15 minutes of it, but I went, <laughs> I went up going halfway, and I was like... Yeah. I, because sometimes documentaries just really piss me off, and I'm like, I, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> no, I, I don't like a documentary that there's spooky music and no information, but this documentary is not that. This is, you know, lots of interviews with very researched people out of the horse's mouth. I mean, he even interviewed the so-called discoverer of HIV, Robert Gallo, for this film, and Luc Montagnier, uh, who, out of his own mouth, uh, was offering some very telling information about what's really going on here. Let me quickly just share a story that's mentioned in this film uh, about Lindsay Nagel. Um, do you remember seeing this, little, t hearing about this little girl? If you didn't watch the whole film, you, you probably didn't get the whole story. Yeah, probably not. I, I, I see so many documentaries that they all just mold into one. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, anyways, Lindsay Nagel is this little girl who was adopted by some beautiful people in Minnesota uh, from Romania. And, uh, yes, they got her yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. They got her tested in Romania, and uh, she was fine. Uh, they brought her to the States and brought her to their doctor in, in Minnesota. In Minnesota. And uh, <laughs> she um, was told that their daughter was HIV positive and that she had uh, years to live, a couple years to live, and that she immediately needed to get on AZT. Now, they put her on AZT and watched this little girl slowly decline in health. Uh, they noticed that she, she was having a lot of the symptoms that were s reportedly associated with the drug itself. And they started to wonder, and, and they actually wrote Dr. Peter Duesberg, the, the, one of the leading virologists who worked with Dr. Robert Gallo, the, the criminal so-called discoverer of HIV, and, and he wrote them back and he said, get her off the medicine now. Well, they had to take a, a big leap and fight with their doctors as a result because if you go against the grain of the of the medical dogma of the of the you know the holy bible that is the church of medicine you are ostracized and potentially put in danger by the state mm -hmm. being told that you're endangering your child and and there's a lady I'm about to have on who had that very thing happen to her when she didn't want to subject her son to the barbaric cancer treatments 
that the, are the so-called norm. Uh, but I digress. This this um, little girl was taken off the meds, thankfully, by her parents, uh, regardless of the drama that was a result of it. And here's what happened, okay? She started to slowly come back to, to good health. All the other kids, she, she was in an AIDS portion of the hospital with kids her age that were also diagnosed. All the other kids died within a couple years. She stayed off the meds, and now she's 20-something years old. She's in full health, doing great. Everything's fine. Uh, it'll bring a tear to your eye to see her story and, and to see how this girl was dead if it wasn't for uh, her parents being brave enough to see outside of the box. It's stories like that that really make you wonder why more people don't see what's well, because they're not seeing the stories, but it, it makes you wonder more. You go to the Brzezinski, the movie, uh, about the cancer treatment, and they talk about the young boy that they had in there when he was 19, when he was supposed to be dead at, I think it was 10 or 11. Um, and it's these stories that need to get out there for people to really, really start thinking about these things. Uh, and, and hopefully our society isn't so brain dead um, that they can come around fast enough. I don't, I don't know. I'm really worried about society at this point in time, though, Bob. I am, too. And I, I take the opportunity whenever I can to talk to people about this, especially people who are in uh, the field of testing or taking blood. There's always these blood donor um, vans everywhere I look, and I usually talk to the, to the phlebotomist about it and tell them, you know, hey, uh, I start off with this uh, with this statement usually. I say, hey, is there any way I can donate blood without subjecting myself to the HIV test? And they look at me and they say, what? Well, why would you want to do that? And of course, that opens the conversation and allows me to get into much of what I discussed here tonight. So I, I want to educate people about this. I, I want to make a difference and try to uh, help people who are so-called diagnosed with this boogeyman of a virus and get them off the meds and get their health in order and address what underlying illnesses they may or may not have that are real. Yeah, and that's the most important thing, really, to get that, to, to do that. I mean, if we're not talking to people uh, and trying to educate them the best that we can uh, um, you're not doing any good you're not really helping the situation well this is something that I've been a part of this topic and I, I do a lot of different things uh, you know this uh, this isn't my only issue obviously mm -hmm. uh, but it's something that I've really seen results I, I, meaning I've seen people firsthand write to me and say hey I, I just was told about HIV I'm, or that I'm HIV positive rather. I'm so glad that I found you. Thank you so much. And, and I see that direct effect that it has on people and I, that really touches me. And I, and I see the people that as a result get off the meds and are able to live like normal human beings that are not being poisoned. And, and that's important to me. Yeah, that's, yeah, I could imagine that's got to be a great feeling to to actually change somebody or, or, or make them aware of, of something that can save their life, which is what you're doing. Um, <clears throat> where can we, I, you had told me you were uh, going on a new endeavor uh, that was starting up soon. Did you want to get into that at all? 12-12-12. That's the launch date. 12-12-12. Yeah, I thought that would be a, a date people could remember easily. And uh, it will be at the intelhub.com. I hope uh, that you guys will pick up my stream as well and simulcast the show. 
Absolutely. We, uh, we'll have to chat a little bit about that because I'd even give you my server information if you uh, have the ability to, to broadcast on more than one. I think I can do that. We'll, we'll work it out. I, You know, the, my idea is to just kind of broadcast my show and have it syndicated, if you will, and, and broadcast it anywhere uh, people want to get the word out and, and put my information forward. So I'm really excited about Ross Radio, um, and uh, I think all of these stations, all these various networks, I mean, every, it used to be a very rare thing when I was first looking into all this, um, you know, a, a radio station or a radio network about these sorts of topics. It, it was really obscure at one point. Uh, I, I grew up listening to Coast to Coast, uh, which was on AM radio, one of the only beacons for this sort of thing, even though it's, of course, heavily flawed and, and I'm not, uh, you know, saying that I, it has my full endorsement or not. But the bottom line is I'm, I'm really excited that today it is just everywhere you look and as a result we see exponentially people shying away from the lamestream media from the the old paradigm and we see them going to websites and shows that uh, are focusing on on real stuff and, and people get that and again you know there was a Rasmussen poll that showed the mainstream media is losing listeners losing viewers exponentially and that tells me people want this kind of information oh yeah well they're 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 useless they're just putting out what they need to put out or what they're told to put out and it's becoming too obvious and we are you know i can think off the top of my head i can think of five internet radio stations that cover this type of topic um and you know when i first got into this myself four years ago uh, i don't think there was even nearly that many other than you know obviously alex jones um i I don't even think anybody else was really around at that point in time, or there wasn't many. Um, so it's nice to see the the growth like that. And congratulations, man! I'm, I didn't know Intel Hub was uh, was going to be bringing up their own, so that's great. Yeah, we um, we just kind of want to uh, stick to just the show, and and there's also a lot of drama um, that uh, we stay away from, and we focus on the topics. You know, that's that's important to me is to just try to stay focused here as to what we're really trying to address and not get caught up in egos and bullshit. Oh, so. Isn't that the truth, man? I, I, I Trust me. Trust me when I say I feel you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the um, the mainstream paradigm. You know, Hollywood, it's a bunch of uh, egos and bullshit, and <laughs> it's all about who you know and, uh, you know. Hopefully that that will be become more and more a thing of the past. Although it's it's still it's still a factor even uh, amongst the so-called alternative media, and I just see a lot of infighting too. I don't I don't know that I want to call it infighting, but I see a lot of just you know fighting, and, right. and uh, it's not fighting what I see to be the root of the problem. And as you know, the powers that shouldn't be love the divide and conquer dialectic right. and they will play off of that like you wouldn't believe so folks just stick to the issues and do something about your situation don't just sit on your ass and bitch do something about it uh, there's plenty of stuff that you can do that's right and you know this is therapy to me that's what I look at this as this uh, allows me the time to get it off my chest to talk about it. whether anybody's listening or not at least it's therapeutical to me 
And it makes me, uh, Sunday mornings I wake up and I feel so much better. You know, I feel like yeah, I've accomplished Because God it. knows uh, you can't uh, do this at the dinner table on Thanksgiving. Because uh, if you do, it might end up bad like it has for me a number of years ago. Um, thank God this Thanksgiving I made it out alive, gentlemen. <laughs> ladies. Um, yeah, I think we talked about that last time you were on with us about Thanksgiving we, coming up. Did your football team lose or what I, happened? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think they lost it because they keep getting hit in the head repeatedly. <laughs> so they eventually lose it, and, and people get off to this, this, you know, it really is br the, the Coliseum. It really is bread and circuses. It's no different. And I don't got a problem with sports, and I, I'm athletic. I, I grew up playing sports. Um, I think if more people would actually exercise rather than just, again, sit on their ass and, and drink beer and watch their football game that we would have a, a better place um, and uh, people would be able to think clear because if you actually exercise again you know your physical health and your mental health are completely connected and if, if you're not physically you know healthy there's no way you'll be able to you know think on a higher level on, on in a higher consciousness so um, well, plus I, I, I just think it's it's ridiculous but if people want to escape and that's all they want to do, I, I mean, if let me clarify this. If people want to escape once in a while, fine, okay? As long as you're doing something with your time that's productive, you deserve that much. But for those people out there that are more concerned about this team versus that team than they are about the human race, the human team, uh, that's where the problem lies. Right, right. It's when you're obsessed with it. Um you know that it becomes an issue and that's your elite like just as much as somebody might say that my obsession with with conspiracies it could be a bad thing uh, which it could be I mean you get too deep into this you get too sucked into it you forget about your family and you know yeah it can be a bad thing well if you're too deep into your sports and you're not paying attention to the world around you that's when it becomes an issue um, and I say it all the time bread and circus pop I'm constantly saying that so uh, it's it, it is true. It's a sad thing, but it's it's, and it's white bread that's bleached. <laughs> very unhealthy for you. <laughs> yes, very bad. Um, before we let you go tonight, can I get a little drop from you, uh, Bob Tuscan from the IntelHub.com? You're listening to the first fifty-two on Raz Radio. This is Bob Tuscan from the IntelHub.com. You're listening to the first fifty-two on Raz Radio. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, tell us where we're twelve, twelve, twelve. Um, 12, 12, the Bob Tuscan show. You can find it on the intelhub.com. And of course, look forward to seeing the trailer, the third trailer coming out for shade, the motion picture.com. And if you like what you see and you're excited about the project, like we are help us out by pre-ordering the film. And, uh, I, I had, I enjoyed talking to, um, I, I don't know either of their names, but I enjoyed talking to you both. Shifty and four toad shifty. See, I mean, these, if, might as well tell me your name's Matumbo and uh, Leroy. Okay. I'm Dave. <laughs> Matumbo's the name of my penis. Wow, that must be a, a large slong. <laughs> Very small, that... actually. It just has a lot of black hair around it. <laughs> and that's our comic relief on the show this evening. <laughs> well, Bob, well, we talk about this uh, serious shit. You know, it's it's good to have a sense of humor. So yeah, it is. That's that's why I like having different people on with me uh, and I love having Shifty because he does bring that non-conspiracy thought pattern to the show 
because um, it does. It, I get sometimes I get way too serious. My wife yells at me all the time that that I I got to lighten up a little bit and don't be so dark. And um, sometimes I just need other people around me to help me do that. And that's that's what I I got shifty for. And and Dave keeps me on the anarchy line. He's trying to convert me over to a I'm sorry, Volunteers. voluntarist line. Well, I'm down with that. My my boy JG vibes and. And many of us, uh, Paranoid, um, also known as Nathan Frazier, Larkin Rose, who I've interviewed, and all these these guys get the fact that we don't need a nanny state to control us. And and what does the, the word anarchy mean? The exact meaning means without a ruler. And I don't want a ruler. I don't know about you guys, but that, to me, if you look at the essence of, of the meaning of that word, that sounds like... But we all want. We all want to be without a, a ruler. We all want to be free. So that's that's a great topic, and uh, I tend to think there's a lot to getting away from statism and, and looking at natural law and those sorts of things and anarchy. Very good. Very good. I appreciate it, Bob. Um, we'll have you on again soon. Everybody check out his show starting 12. What time is it? We don't think we set a time. Well, um, as of right now, it's going to be 6 to 7 um, I'm cutting back to an hour because I want to have a little bit more of a refined presentation, and uh, it will be 6 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. TheIntelHub.com. Eastern Time. Eastern Time. TheIntelHub.com. Uh, ShadeTheMotionPicture.com. Um, get out there. Check these guys out. Help them out if you can. Um, and just uh, support people who are doing the right thing. So, Bob, we appreciate what you're doing, buddy. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. There goes Bob Tuscan. Good guy, man. He's a smart one there, isn't he, uh, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, uh, he He's he's rather intelligent. Yeah, he, I, I like listening to him. Yeah, he brings a lot to the table. I like talking with him, too. And and he, I like that he can keep the, the enjoyment and funniness going with us, you know? Sometimes. Yeah, I was going to yell out, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy Matumbo. All right, let's, uh, Shifty, I will give you music programming pr- privileges next week, okay? I've already got all, all right. the breaks set up for tonight. Uh, let's do uh-huh. a break here. i got to hit the little little men's room. Um, we're going to keep going? Because yeah. I, I can keep I got I got probably 12 tabs open. Yeah, I do too. So, yeah, I told Lexi there's no way I can do two hours. i got too much shit to talk about. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep going. Um, let's just do a break here. Everybody stretch their legs and um, do whatever else you got to do. You're... Uh, you know, we'll, let me let me hot jock the Yanni that you're about to play. <laughs> hot jock the Yanni that I'm about to play. Yeah, I'm not playing Yanni. Get out of here. Up uh, next on Raz Radio, we got Yanni. <laughs> yes, is it going to be Rebel Link? No, no, we we got some uh, we got some Chris Gio coming up and some Jordan Page. Uh, <laughs> we, okay, I can't bitch about that. Yeah, see, I got good ones going on there. You guys just got done listening to Bob Tuscan of theintelhub.com. Uh, make sure you check them out. Check out ShadeTheMotionPicture.com to check out the trailers and buy a pre-order. Uh, First 52 will be back with you guys in a couple minutes here on Raz Radio.
Everybody, this is Frank Castle from Heist Click, and you're listening to me on the first 52.
Got to give a little more, don't you? Got to give a little more. Jordan Page there. Back to the first 52 on KOA Live. Or, damn. <laughs> Back to the first 52 <laughs> on Raz Radio. I'll get really that one shifty. down. Oh, oh, oh. oh really had to do that? Oh, yeah. We really should live stream the show I'm because that was pretty I'm going to have to fire you for shit like I this. I blasted one of my pants. It was did, awesome. Did I miss something? It was the, he was cleaning his ear out with a Q-tip while on camera. Jeez, <laughs> oh, making dirty, dirty faces to the camera. Oh, that's just wrong. You're just wrong sometimes. No, it was right. Trust me. <laughs> How can it be wrong if it feels so right? I don't know. True. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. I guess I guess you got me on that one. Hey, before we go any further, I have a bone to pick with uh, Shifty. Uh-oh. Oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> he called himself a libertarian. Yes, I yeah. heard that. And libertarians don't believe we should uh, regulate caffeinated drinks. Hey, listen. I, 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 You're a statist. Forget it. You can't call yourself a libertarian. I, I'm, no. I'm taking hey, that moniker away from you. <laughs> hey, look. Look, Here, here's the bottom line. Shifted uh, you, statist. You ever, <laughs> you ever been to West Virginia? I've probably driven through it, yeah. Yeah, you ever seen a, a, a baby getting fed a bottle full of Mountain Dew? I don't care. Libertarians don't care what you do with your child. No, but what kind of an idiot would feed a bottle a bottle of Mountain Dew to a baby? <laughs> I've seen, seen it. An idiot that that gives them uh, you know milk or you know the hydrogen uh, what do you call that fucking pasteurized milk? The same person that gives them you know baby food. The same person that that doesn't breastfeed. The same person that gives them McDonald's as a treat. Are you really going to? To, to equate the person that feeds their child formula or feeds their child regular 2% milk to the person that feeds their child fucking Mountain Dew. Are All right, you serious so are you, right now? Are you saying that there are better alternatives than Mountain Dew? Yeah, fucking 2%. There are better milk. alternatives than baby food that, that's in a jar and uh, whole pasteurized milk. Yeah, I'm not better alternatives. I'm not saying there's not better alternatives. I'm saying you're trying to equate murder to to a parking ticket. You're trying to equate rape to 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 looking at a girl's cleavage. Like this what? is yeah. You're you're sitting there telling me that what the fuck was on that Q-tip? <laughs> sitting there telling me that it's the same thing. If I'm gonna feed my kid milk from the store, as yes, and I, and I, I will, I will tie it up how it's the same exact thing. It's you're doing with what you want with your body or your or your kid. Oh, I thought you were trying to, to say that it's bad. And I don't want a law enacted because of that shit. And that's how it's the same thing. I thought you were trying to say that that regular store bought milk was was you know just as bad as. as I'm telling you that it's an alternative. And yeah. Regular store-bought milk is, is not bad. good for you. Yeah, it is not good for you. It's not Mountain Dew. Well, it's not Mountain Dew. Of course not. Uh, no, I'm not going to feed my kid Mountain line? Dew, though, either. If you could, where, where's the line to draw? It's somewhere between Mountain Dew and fucking 2% milk, buddy. <laughs> right. You are not a libertarian. You want, no. you want somebody to, 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 to take ma- the baby bottle filled with Mountain Dew out of their mouths through the use of force. You are not a libertarian. You're let me ask you something. a Republican. Let me, let me, Get off the show. With <laughs> with that with that same thought, with that same thought, do you think that uh you ever seen a guy that you thought was, you know, just kind of handsome, you know, he's a good-looking guy, you know? Yeah, sure. 
Well, you're not a heterosexual. <laughs> oh, ooh, he got you, Four Toad. Do I care what you think? <laughs> well, do I give a shit what I'm you think about? You are not. <laughs> do I give a shit what you think about my political beliefs? Well, don't. Well, you might not give a shit, but don't call yourself something you're not, because I'll call you out on it. <laughs> don't call yourself a heterosexual, fag. <laughs> All right, let's get really? along, gentlemen. Are we going to start labeling each other? Come on. Yeah, yeah. I've got an unknown caller, and I'm smart enough I can guess who this caller might be. Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, unknown. <laughs> you there? Meow. Meow. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hello. It's salty trying to derail the freaking show. <laughs> <laughs> Is it working yet? Uh, here we go. That's better, yeah. I know. That stupid automatic setting crap. Oh, on the Skype? Yeah, it sucks balls. <laughs> With all the voice changes, I'm starting to think this is shower shoes from the Howard Stern show. <laughs> Hi! I was over there. You wouldn't believe what happened. If you're over where, what happened? <laughs> you got me so confused. Oh, I haven't talked to you forever. It is sour shoes. Why well, you want sour? Salty. Right. The sound you're hearing is a radio show coming to a halt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not getting you very well, Salty. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'll just say hello and goodbye then because my shit's still jacked up until I fix it with Comcast. So, uh, I'll try again next Alright, we'll try again next week with you, Salty. Alright, love you guys. <laughs> you love too. You. <laughs> oh, that's a sin. He's always a good time to have on with us. Yeah. You've heard him before on with, on with me before, haven't you, Toad? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Salty, uh, or uh, Shifty just learned that he was my father-in-law. He didn't know that. I did. And, and Lex, your dad's badass, dude. <laughs> I know. He is really like, cool. Your dad's like, Comcast sucks balls. And I'm good. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's funny, man. He's a really funny guy. Um, I got a bunch of articles here, or a bunch of tabs open here. And Dave, you said you have a bunch open. Uh, yeah, let's just uh, tie it up with what exactly happened in the Pinellas County um, board I, meeting the other day. All right, good. You got he that there. on a little bit and just said, you know, that they uh, voted, uh, I forget the, I think it's six to one uh, to put it back in. And I uh, oh. got a firsthand um, account here from Danielle Alexander, who is on the 1787 network. Yeah, with Alex Nectar. Yeah. Yeah, they go on Ledger show a lot. And I actually used to listen to their show. But um, they said here that uh, the commission's six-to-one decision to begin adding a hydrophilic acid to our water supply, despite the fact that the standing room-only crowd was roughly 10-to-1 in opposition to it. The science presented was inconclusive and an equal number of reputable scientific studies showing fluoridation to be safe and conversely showing it to have dramatic negative health effects on immune system and brain function. Basically, you know, they're only showing one part of the the uh, the, the, the coin there. For, first of all, this is all we need is more stupid people in Pinellas County. Yeah, well, that shit happens. You know, there was 70, it says here there were roughly 70 people uh, opposed and they still did it. 
you know, six to one they voted, despite the fact it was overwhelmingly against. And, you know, they were overwhelmingly against so much last year that that's how they pulled it out. But they're going to do it anyway. If you if you boil water, does the fluoride come out of it? You know, like shit or whatever else? I I think I, I think there are. No, for I getting it out, but it might you might have to do reverse osmosis. But here's the thing: it's not so much the water that comes out of the tap that you might drink; it's the showers you take. It's the uh, it, it's you know when you wash your food in the sink, you're ingesting it no matter what you, you touch, well, and, as long as there's water in it. You're and fluoride car. and fluoride filtration, you can never get a hundred percent of it out. Um, there'll always be a little remnants left of it. It's very hard to completely remove out through fil- uh, filter filtering. Well, what I just don't get is why we can't just teach people to, you know, brush their teeth and teach their children to brush their teeth. I mean, what is really the public awareness factor here? What, well, they're confu- why are we doing it? They're confused, actually. They're, they're, it's been proven, and that's what they what Dave was saying there when they were, there's studies out there. Um, it's been proven that ingesting fluoride does absolutely nothing for the teeth. And I have it, right. the MSDS sheet straight off of Mosaic's website. Okay. All right? And I'll, I'm going to run down a few things. For you. Now, anybody that's familiar with, uh, you know, dealing with hazardous chemicals knows what an MSDS sheet is. Material safety data sheet. Um, Every business is required to have that, including restaurants or anything. Any chemical that it, that is in your business or that you have on your property, you need to have that for if you own a business. Right. You've, you've probably, in the restaurant business, you've probably seen cleaners and such that have that, that diamond shape with four other boxes in it that have different... Uh, right, we had to have a sheet, we had to have a book. Right, right. So that's... I that's actually got was, a letter, I actually got a letter that I was supposed to have that for uh, 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 the, the paste for Toad, the, uh, the, the, the processor paste. Really? I got a, yeah, I got a letter from... The sheet on, on the dielect, dielectric grease for processors? Right. I got a letter oh, from the county saying that they wanted me to have that with me, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, go, go ahead, buddy. Find me, buddy. <laughs> anyway, uh, right here under the hazard identification health hazard says corrosive to the skin, eyes, and mucous membranes through direct contact, inhalation, or ingestion. So this thing, you know, the uh, what is it? Hydrofluorouracilic acid. Is badass, and that's just right at the top of the page of a five-page MSDS sheet. Shifty, there's 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 uh, videos you can get out there. Just go uh, fluoride water tour or something like that on YouTube, and in the videos they actually get a shot of the bags that this fluoride comes in, that this acid comes in, and there's a big skull and crossbones on the outside of the bag as they're dumping it into the water. But isn't isn't the thought? Um isn't the thought that that not that you're going to ingest it, but isn't the thought that while you're drinking the water, it, you know, inherently touches your teeth? I mean, I'm just asking. Isn't that the thought? There is scientific evidence that shows that fluoride can help your teeth, but that's natural fluoride that comes out of the ground that's mixed in with the drinking water. Not that's that's natural fluoride. That's already in the water stuff. And there was there's medical grade fluoride. Which um, is what they used to use. This right here, this uh, hydrofluorouracilic acid, is waste product. It's a byproduct of phosphate mining. But, right, but that's not that's not what I'm asking. What are you asking? What I'm, what I'm asking is, is this what the county commissioners over in Pinellas believe that we're going to drink it 
it's going to pass by our teeth, and therefore, at that point, it's going. I don't know to- what their I don't know what their thought process is and how this fluoride's supposed to magically help your teeth. Meanwhile, you know, it really just like you said, it kind of just passes right through, you know. Um, so the, I guess the, they're thinking that the benefit. I don't know. Well, what and on its to- on its way through it through it hardens your penile gland. It causes dental fluoridosis. It weakens penile your bones. Gland? Your penile gland. Pineal. Pineal. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. But say, mm. Pineal. Pine, pineal. Say, how, how's that going to get to my penis gland? <laughs> well, but if you ask yourself, and this is a question, I one day I'm going to have to call in the Bubba Show when the Diacos or somebody's on. Um, and I want to ask this question. You know, you see all this treatment for low low testosterone. You hear all this talk about low testosterone. Well, you know what the pineal gland does? No. It produces the testosterone. So mm-hmm. if you're drinking fluoridated water and your pineal gland is getting hardened, <laughs> shush, and it's getting hardened, you're not producing your proper levels of, of testosterone ever anymore. Okay. So that's just one, you know, we always look at how can we fix problems, but we never look at what the problem is. If you'd like, you could just text me that problem uh, or that question. I see the uh, the Diacos once or twice a month. I'll ask them next time I see them. All right, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to know if they have any thought on that or any any idea on that. So yeah, that'd yeah, be nice. they're re- they're really great, approachable guys, which is nice. So well, that's cool. Yeah, but you gotta understand the reason why I don't like the Diacos is that they're all immersed in the system, and one's a friggin' lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one's a lawyer, one's a titty guy, you know. Well, the, the, actually, the, 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 the uh, plastic surgery, the cosmetic surgery guy, that's all elective surgery. I think he's good. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, how could you not think he's good? He makes I mean, big titties. He brings have, titties I, to the people. I have actually had a set of Diacos in my hand. <laughs> really? <laughs> how, how, how's his work? Excellent, actually. Well, he's he's not telling you that he was at the tour of like the office, and he, they actually gave him the bags to hold for a few minutes. <laughs> no, I can show you pictures of him. <laughs> really? Yeah, she was so proud of him. She let everybody see him, and uh, and feel him, obviously. My, and my cell phone's not going off yet. Why? <laughs> it's my ex-girlfriend. I'm not going to share her around. You I'll said you pictures. would, and now you're not. I'll he show said you he could. Actually, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to her. <laughs> show me a picture. You won't let me have a picture because you know that I run uselessjunk.com. <laughs> do you really? I would, never, I would never do that. That's not right. Oh, too funny. Too I don't funny. run uselessjunk.com. I run efucked.com. E-fucked. Uh, uh. com. Best website ever. It's where we found the shitting hooker. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Lexi loves the shitting hooker, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the video, Lexi? Do you want me to send you a link? Yeah, send me a link. I I've never have seen the not video. I've seen the video now. Yeah, when did this turn to debauchery radio? <laughs> let me just, let me just uh, text my uh, webmaster and get him to send it to me since I own eFuck. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, right, we're done with uh, fluorosis, lossis, whatever it is, right? Dental fluoridosis. No, yeah. Because it says it right here. You know, prolonged or repeated overexposure to fluoride compounds may cause fluorosis. Yep. Fluorosis is categorized by skeletal, skeletal changes consisting of osteosclerosis, hardening or abnormal density of bones, osteomalacia, <laughs> it's the Spanish version, often <laughs> softening of the bones, and by modeled, modeled discoloration of the enamel of teeth. Yeah, that's when you see the big white spots on people's teeth. That's yeah. from that's from overfluoridation. That's dental fluoridosis. Yep, it's right up right here on the sheet, and they're and they're not even hiding it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yet, you know, Pinellas County 
commissioners, who, by the way, should, four of them shouldn't even be there uh, due to the eight is enough rule, they voted this in. Well, and let's look at, you know, and, and Bob actually touched on this, and I wanted to go there, and then we move so fast with him. I'm going to have to get him on for like a full show or two hours or something so we can slow down a little bit. Oh, Bob? Yeah. Yeah, Bob is a good guest. I, I could, uh, you could, you should probably just, if you get him on again, see if we'll do the whole two hours. I mean, Shifty could, could just not even be there. You know? <laughs> no, I like having you guys with me. You got to bring up good questions. Um, but he said, you know, who benefits? Let's look at the, the small level money. Well, this product is a byproduct of phosphate mining. Where is most of the phosphate mining done in this country? <laughs> 20 miles from here. Right. So you got to ask yourself who's connected to the Pinellas County Commissioners no that work for my mind that they got that the Pinellas County Commissioners got on some junket or they got some free stuff or whatever. Who's you new? Know. Who's new on the commissioners that wasn't there when it was removed? I don't know. I don't. You that know that I, would be a good place help. to start looking. Well, no, it was a guy that switched. I, I forget the guy's name, um, but there was a guy that that was behind it that voted for it to get it out. But then what happened, what had happened was last election day, um, I think four Democrats left and were replaced by, anyway, the, the balance of power shifted between the Democrats and Republicans. And then Republicans came into power and they're the ones that, no, it might actually be the opposite because I think it's Democrats that want the fluoride in the water. Yeah, that would, yeah that's a Democratic type right. thing. Yeah, that, that's definitely more on the, on the left side that would want that. Well, snake side A... When came into power, when Snakeside B lost the seats, and now you know they want it back in, and uh, so this one guy flip flopped, hmm. and he actually made it one of his campaign uh, things, and yeah. now this other guy is going to run on on the anti fluoride. We'll see how that goes. But again, it just keeps so it, it's f- voted to put back in then six to one back in. Correct. Uh, what a sin! Don't drink your water. Uh, uh, well, I always drink spring water anyway, so. And, and what we were talking about, Shifty, what Dave was saying about, um, you know, your skin is your largest organ on your body. You absorb, the epidermis. Yeah, you absorb, absorb more of anything through there. And showering is very dangerous if you have all this stuff in your water because you, you absorb it quicker, you get more of it into you. I, uh, I, I just... Sometimes I, I think about how you live life every day. <laughs> well, my water's not fluoridated, so I, luckily I don't have to worry about that. But what you, do you do though if like if if you were like starving and and you 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 woke up underneath a bridge and you found out that you were in Pinellas County and now you have to drink the ice no! that was made with fluoride? No! <laughs> I take my chance at drinking out of the lake, honestly. Oh my god. Well, you know. You scare me. You know how easy it is to filter water, though? What, lake water? All you need is some charcoal <laughs> and some sand. Well, I mean, if you think that's safer, buddy. And some fire. That's all you need. If you think that's safer, then that's all you. Yeah, I would. I would I would definitely drink lake water filtered through sand and charcoal and then boiled before I drank fluoridated water. Be, 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 okay. What about a, a McDonald's Coca-Cola? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I haven't eaten McDonald's in two years. No, that's a lie because I got some 
when I went to that trade show and and ate a eighth of my burger and then, and then wanted to throw up the, the rest, rest of the day. Of the day. I, I think the point that we're trying to put across here, uh, Shifty, is that Sean and I have taken measures to minimize the amount of toxins that go in our body, whereas I don't think you have. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Excuse me. By the way, do you guys know uh, is uh, the water fluoridated fluoridated in uh, Sarasota County? Uh, I don't know. There is a website. Uh, if you go to Fluoride Action Network, uh, I believe is the website. They, they you can find that information out. It is out there. It is available to be found. Um, I actually had posted a page at one a long time ago that that dealt with that. Showed you. You put your zip code in, and it would be able to break it down for you if you were fluoridated or not. Uh, and it's important to know. I mean, any little bit you can do. I mean, we're over chlorinated here in in Charlotte County. You can smell the chlorine in our water some days, you know, and that's no good either. That's really not good for you. But uh, what are you going to do? You can't. You have to do the best you can. We drink more bottled water when it comes to drinking. Uh, we live in an apartment, so I'm not going to put a whole house uh, filtration system on my house here. But when I finally buy a house, I would like to have a, a full house floor, uh, filtration system. Uh, I have some unfortunate breaking news in the oh, world geez. of the Internet. The shitting hooker video has officially been taken down, and I cannot ah. find another uh, copy. Wow, really? I'm very upset. I might cry. <laughs> That's just disturbing. The shitting hooker's gone. Oh, but it's not gone because we have the audio. <laughs> well, that's true. The audio will always live. Always live. You have the audio of a very visual thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no. radio I.O. <laughs> I think that's comical. I love hearing that every day. Hey, listen, to me, to me, the audio is the money. Uh, I, I, If you saw the video, seriously... You know what I'm talking about. It's really uh, not. Why would I want to see a, a hooker shitting? <coughs> I mean, because it's just pure funny. Well, you've dude. heard the audio, Dave, right? No. Oh, you've never. Oh, that's right. You don't listen to Shannon's show. The opening I... of their show every day, they play it. Well, that's why I haven't heard it. <laughs> oh, it's class. I'll have to. Why would I want to see it? Because I, I, I see it every day. I shit my, you know, every day. <laughs> why do I got to see somebody else do it? <laughs> I'll tell you about it all fair. <laughs> all right. You made me shit on my tail. <laughs> you got to be shitting me. It's just completely immature and hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. I ain't got no towel to throw away with your shit on it. <laughs> no, I ain't got no towel to throw away with your shit on it. Right. The, 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 right, right. So, uh, some heavy black hooker in a van, I think. Right? Shifty. Uh, shits on herself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have seen well, she it. shit on herself because she wasn't warned in time that the gentleman who was purchasing her services <laughs> did not tell her in time that he was about to orgasm. And he got that uh, shit in her mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so she done got the shit in her mouth. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, back on stupid track for the first 52 for yeah, a few I'm minutes. Another, I'm going to pick another tab here. Oh, no, I got I got one ready. I got one ready. I was just wrapping up the fluoride got, there. Guys, it is it is actually my time. It has been a bye. very, very long week. Um. <laughs> Lexi's like, yeah, okay, see you, bye. Get out. <laughs> Lexi, you're the one that, you were talking just a second ago about how much you liked that video. What, all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy? No, well, you didn't find it, though, so... 
Anyways, oh, have a good night. It's nice talking to you. See, you're mad at me because typical cute girl, dude. She's mad at me because I can't give her what she wants. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm surprised you even came on today because uh, you looked exhausted at noon today or yesterday. And uh, I heard you're still on the radio, you know, at the studio with DC until 11. Uh, yeah. Listen to what went on this whole week. Yeah, yeah. It's It's been a long week, and I think I probably look even more tired to you now uh, <laughs> than I did yesterday. So, um, you know, and I'm that kind of tired that doesn't, like, go away if I sleep 12 hours. Well, I can't sleep 12 hours because I have a kid, but... You know what I mean? It's like that kind of tired, like I need to just like do nothing tomorrow. And then the Redskins need to beat the shit out of the uh, Giants. Oh, wait. By the way, have I talked to you since the Eagles game there, uh, Sean? <laughs> Which game would that be? The Redskins-Eagles game where we beat them. Oh, I think it might have been 31-6. to No, we haven't talked since then. You know, I just want to let you know that, uh, that, that at the end of that game, the Eagles fans were running by me. By the way, our, the family seats are on the fifth line, like six rows up. The Eagles fans are running by me to remind Andy Reid, how, the head coach of the Eagles, how much of a piece of shit he is and that they're glad his son died. Yeah, Eagles fans are uh, one of a kind, that's for sure. I've, you know, I grew up as an Eagles fan and around many Eagles fans and uh, – Definitely uh, like to share what they feel about you. Yeah, I, I, well, I felt really terrible for Andy Reid, and uh, I hope you guys have a good rest of the show. I'm sorry I can't continue, but I am about to pass out. Uh, Aren't you and, uh, going on Kevin's show tomorrow night at 7 o'clock? Um, I am going to be doing an hour with Kevin and Jesse tomorrow night. Uh, we have to continue the saga that is Jesse and his uh, girlfriend, and we have some great audio for that show tomorrow night, we have some audio that that a one Kevin, uh, the sticker guy in Arizona, has uh, uh, chopped up. I think by now, and uh, we're gonna hear Jesse and his girlfriend have sex tomorrow night, and we're gonna want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome! Should be a good show. That'll be week in review. Uh, starts at seven tomorrow on uh, Raz Radio TF52.com. Uh, he so, goes from what seven to ten? Uh, yeah, three hours, seven to ten. Then I think uh, I think he's uh, handing over the nine o'clock hour to me to uh, to to uh, do an hour with Doctor Shifty. Excellent. Yeah, if you didn't hear it last week, it was really good. You did a good job. I was uh, I was intrigued and, and listening very deeply to the whole conversation. Well, you know, if 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 I hit a double last week, I got to hit a home run tomorrow night, man. I gotta you know I gotta step up my game. So uh, so so I'm gonna hit him hard with some good questions and. Uh, and we're going to see what we can maybe get out of them and see uh, if we can maybe continue it and make it a regular thing and maybe we'll move it outside of Kevin's show. Nice. That'll be good for you. Good to hear it. Well, uh, have fun with that tomorrow. Join Shifty around 9 o'clock on uh, Week in Review, which starts at 7. And uh, that's Kevin, our boy Kevin, and his buddy Jesse doing that show. And they, that's another great show that they do. All right, Shifty. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night. I, I love you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drink my fluorided water. Oh, All right, buddy. <laughs> Peace Bye, out. And I see we got uh, salty. We get yourself together there. Hello. Hello. No, maybe nope. not. Comcast sucks. sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah, well, that's what I'm using. Sucks balls apparently. But he's I way out that, there. That's what I was gonna hear. No, I'm gonna just gonna leave him there. See if he comes on or not.
He's still there. The unknown caller is still yeah. still showing. He might have got up to go get a beer or something. Yeah, he might have stepped away because we were talking still. Yeah. Uh, well, I got in front of me, Dave. I sent it out today. Uh, this is from the Mail Online. Robocod. Homeland Security adds underwater drones to their arsenal with robots based on fish. Did you happen to see this today? No, I, I did see you post it, but I didn't read it because it doesn't. I, I, I'm just like I'm kind of like getting over the whole drone thing because I realized they could see us from satellites anyway. That is true. That is true. Hey, what happened to my camera? I don't know. Yeah, I well, I see. Uh, Unknown is back with us. You there? No. There he is. How you doing, bud? How you doing, bud? I'm surviving the day. You're surviving the day. Shifty's gonna be all upset that he uh he he hung up just as we were bringing you in. Uh, well, I was trying to get in, and uh, and my freaking microphone just kept saying, "No, nah, I don't want to work." <laughs> Not working with so, you tonight. Uh, yeah, so I, I I changed machines, and it still doesn't want to work right, but. Uh, I, I got to get wired in like uh, you were wired in. And yeah, you got your mixer back now, so we'll have to get you all set up. Yeah, I, I got the crap. I just haven't tied it in yet. And call me lazy. I couldn't do that. Whatever. <laughs> your daughter would, though. <laughs> so what, what intrigued you yeah. to want to join us tonight, Salty? Uh, well, I heard a variety of things, not, not the least of which was the whole uh, fluoridation issue, but... You know, uh, here, well, I don't know if you've been following me at all on the Facebook crap, but, you know, been getting real heavy into the, uh, you know, support yourself growing your own food and getting the hell off of buying crap from the from the grocery store. Um, I'm, I'm sick of uh, eating ammonia every day in a, in, a, in a chunk of ground beef. I don't want to do it anymore. So... Uh, I think everybody should, uh, you know, go back 50 years and start growing your own stuff in your own garden and, and be a little bit more self-sustaining. Yeah, you've uh, you've put a pretty uh, nice garden together, haven't you? Yeah, I've got about, uh, you know, we got a, we got a, um, you know, a dozen or a couple dozen tomato plants and uh, uh, uh I don't I know. Some variety nice of things. We got, we got a couple of potato on. towers coming up, yeah. and and uh, broccoli, and yeah, I mean, you name it. We got all kinds of stuff going going right now. Lettuce and uh, zucchinis and and squash, and you you pick it, you know. Yeah, but, uh, it's got to be amazing uh, the, the difference the, in taste. The difference in the taste is stunning. Um, the very first squash or zucchini that we that we actually harvested out. Um, I didn't, I, if you had put it in front of me in a restaurant, I would have called you a lion bastard if you'd have said that was a zucchini. It was totally different. It, the, the taste was explosive. It was, uh, much sweeter, uh, you know, had a little bit more, uh, a little more of a peppery edge to it. It was, it was pretty interesting. So, and, and they've been like that since, but. I've got about uh, 60 or 70 tomatoes coming up right now, and the uh, uh, last count was about 180 buds. Um, 
and I've got another two dozen two dozen little plants coming up. So I'm hoping to get about eh, a little over probably close to a, a metric ton of tomatoes, I'm hoping, by the end of March. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> Are you going to start canning and making your own sauce? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the canning is coming along, and uh, we've got a, you know, a, a dozen cucumber plants and you know, I mean, you, you uh, just shitloads of different stuff we've started growing. Make hey, sure you um, some, uh, Salty. How much square footage? If I lived in a, a small place, could I replicate the size garden? Yeah, because I've seen some of your pictures on Facebook, but I don't know the whole thing. Um, um, how much square footage? If, if, total square footage? Uh, Roughly. If, if you if you wanted to put out, all right, let's say if you wanted to put out uh, uh, seven or eight hundred pounds of tomatoes a year, just tomatoes. Um, you could probably do that in roughly 16 square feet. Wow. A four by, a four by four area. Uh, wow. It doesn't require much. It, it requires a lot of attention. You have to actually pay attention to what the hell you're doing. But as far as square footage is concerned, no. Um, less than I, I would be willing to bet the the average homeowner here you've got a, 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 a and Lexi can probably help me with this one too because she's pretty familiar with square footage on on you know local lots and stuff like that but most of the local your standard house is on a is on a 80 by 120 lot if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um, and you you take 60 feet by by 20 feet. So, uh, you know, 1,200 square feet, you could grow enough food within that little bit of area to, to feed four people, probably six people, all year long if you just take the time and, and put a little bit of effort into it. And, and the investment is minimal. And, and, and uh, Fortoed, another person to ask about this is Bob Tuscan, the gentleman we had earlier. He, uh, for like living like apartment living, he's talked to Lexi about sprouting. Um, Which uh, I I venture to say I'll be embarking on that little journey soon. Uh, but there are actually a lot of indoor gardening options. You can utilize your windowsills and you can also do sprouting, which doesn't require sunlight. It just requires time. Um and it's very inexpensive so that is something that i definitely want to start trying out and i'll i'll definitely keep everyone up to date as to how that process goes down and how things turn out maybe do some recipes things like that if you if you want to do that uh because i i have nothing actually in soil everything i've got is in pots right now i'm I'm doing everything in pots because i want to be mobile if i I think that's a really good idea too to do potted plants first before you start moving to you know putting them in the ground because that's when you start really having difficulties um it's a lot easier to control potted plants than it is once you lay them in the ground there's a lot more elements you're up against uh so i think taking it starting small and expanding out is the way to go for anybody whether you're in an apartment or in a house it's just if you're just 
starting out, I think starting on a small scale, something that's easy to handle at first is the best way to do it. Yeah, well, I, I plan on doing something when I uh, get out of this apartment. And because uh, I, 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 my goal is to be as, as much as off grid as I could possibly be. Well, living in Honduras, you'll pretty much be completely off the grid. <laughs> Yeah, I this won't is be true. talking that's anymore. Part, that's part You'll of be the in that's part of the plan, my man, is is to get down there. I mean, there's nothing but farmers down there anyway. They don't know of GMOs. They don't know any of that shit. Um, and uh, you know, I, part of the plan is if I get a place down there, it's got to be big enough so that I could farm stuff. And I want to make a, I want to build a farm big enough so that I could actually supply maybe the a little bit of the neighborhood right. if I need if it need be. I want to make we'll sure see I have him five years from now, and he'll be a wino and a coffee connoisseur eating lettuce wraps. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I, I I don't drink coffee because you know. I couldn't see that. That'd be scary. I am turning. I think I'm turning hippie, man. I really do. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with hippie. You know, just take a shower. That's all. Oh yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll be the the new age hippie. Yeah, just, you uh, don't you know bust your skull in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've already done that already. <laughs> oh, too much. Yeah. Oh, wait. Salty, being out where you're at now, you've got a lot more space and the ability to do some of this stuff, um, which really yeah. is what clued you in or got you into wanting to try, if I'm not mistaken, or, or get into it. Uh, well, some uh, that was that was a little bit of it, but actually it was um, a little bit of the, the, just, the disconnect from being in town. Um, I, I have a... In recent weeks now, every time I drive into you know downtown now, my it makes me nauseous because I can smell the 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 fumes from the cars and stuff. I you know I'm, I'm not that far out of town. It's a, it's only you know it, it's what three or four miles outside of you're like uh, you so know. far away. No, it's it's a little more. Yeah, than that. yeah it seems <laughs> like it. You know, it's it, all right. So I'm 20 minutes out of town, but it, it, the difference. <laughs> three miles, yeah, 20 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> it's a few miles, but the, the, I drive up to the office anymore, and it's literally nauseating because I, I can smell the, the the stench. Yeah, of being in town now, and I well, and that it, also I goes. Never realized it before. That also goes a lot with the fact that you quit smoking too, though. Um, that yeah, anytime yeah, anytime you quit smoking, man, I remember last time I quit smoking before this most recent, I was still cleaning pools. And that first week, I'd get stuck behind a, a truck or something, and I, like, wanted to die. Because you, you can, all of a sudden, you smell these fumes that you never smelt before. It's really weird. Exactly. It really is yeah. strange. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I agree. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's kind of a catch-22 for me now, because I, I, I really don't... Th- I don't like working anymore since I started doing the gardening thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I just want to stay here and play. Outright. I'll, I'll, you, and you, you owned your house outright. You had yourself a, a well so that you can pu- pump up fresh water. You had your own garden. You wouldn't have to work. Yes, you would. You still have those to, fucking you taxes. You to pay your ta- property taxes. Exactly, because you're a slave and you don't know it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, guys. I, I've been shopping. I, I have found property in a variety of places. Um, there, there are some interesting tracts of land in, in uh, uh, southern Colorado and West Texas. You can get 40, 50, 60 acres for you know ten to fifteen thousand dollars with annual taxes of 
anywhere from about $11 up to about $110 a year. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's land. As soon as you start to make uh, quote-unquote improvements on it, then it goes up. Uh, yeah, and therein lies a challenge. So, all right, so uh, if i got to pay $500 a year and I've got a, a shanty, whatever, I'll sell some. I'll sell a couple of tomatoes on the side of the road, <laughs> whatever. But You know what would pair nicely? <laughs> on that. You know what would pair nicely, actually, with vacant land to bypass that? And it's uh, this cute little organization or something that I came across. It's called Tumbleweed Tiny Homes. And mm -hmm. they basically you purchase the building plans and they're homes that are you can pick them up and move them and take them anywhere but they look like cute little cottages and they have kitchens and things like that they're not rvs so much but they look like itty bitty houses and they're adorable so you could just have your little truck cool. and your vacant land and your tiny house that you built yourself and there was actually a 17 year old boy that purchased the plans and he built it over the course on his own with his own funds over the course of three years people have done it in a lot less time having the the financial backing and more ability but if a 17 year old kid can do it a grown-ass man can build his own house in a few months and live anywhere and i, I just think that's such a great that, uh, idea i've seen that kid yeah like it, a, a, a i don't know 14 foot trailer yeah it's really incredible what what these people have done and they live really neat lives it's it's neat to read up on how they live and and they do they just go buy vacant land and they just start gardening and they go and live completely off the grid they have filtration systems for their water and they have solar panels for their electricity and they're just not dependent on anything and mark if you're doing all this research in the different areas a, a, a book and i haven't read it but one that you might want to look into is uh, the strategic Re relocation guide um and that supposedly gives a good idea of, of the best areas to go in, in you know, worst-case scenarios, nuclear and all that stuff. Um, right. So it's a good book you should look into, at least. And I know they just put a movie out to go along with it. Um, well, well, some of the issues that I've also come across here, it, it, because Claudia has been, uh, she's been jumping real heavy into to looking for these different properties, and one of the things that I that I immediately jumped on her about was like uh, check it for fracking, um, you know, incidents. Uh, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with fracking or not. You know, mm -hmm. where they're doing that, you know, the the underground stuff where they're busting the friggin' rock and releasing all the gases and stuff. But, right. Uh, we found a variety of places that were actually within just a few scant miles from uh, major, major fracking incidents. And, all right, yeah, they're trying to sell you 60, 60 acres for $5,000, but, yeah, you'll die of freaking gas inhalation. <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's, it's a real shopping experience if you want to find a good deal. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it is. Well, and that fracking, you know, they, they use – the people are misconstrued by what it is it's actually injecting chemicals into the soil and that's what causes the breaking of the of the the rock and the, the mantle and everything and this chemical is actually getting into the water supplies um and if you've seen gasland or any of these movies out there or, or even just youtube videos uh, people can turn their faucet on light a lighter underneath it and it bursts in the flames you know so yeah it's yeah. something you definitely don't want to be near 
No, and we found a variety of places, especially through through the heartland of like uh, Colorado, Southern Colorado. We found a variety of places that were very close to uh, uh, some major incidents there. Um, speaking of uh, videos, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Uh, it's called Food Inc. F O O D I N C. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen that, dude, you got to watch that. That'll freak you sideways. It is a. It is stunning. Yeah, there's so many things out there that that they reveal. I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen the whole movie, um, but I'm sure a lot of the information in there I've already come across or you know had had transferred to me through other means. And it's the food is a very simple weapon that they're using um, that people don't even think could be getting used because we're we've got agencies to protect us. We have the you know, um, the FDA to protect us, to make sure that they're giving us the right food and the right stuff, don't we? Aren't they there to protect yeah, us yeah. from that? Yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We kind of lied to you yeah, on that one, right. sorry. I, I like food. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, anything else, Salty? We're going to wrap her up here in a couple minutes. Uh, do your thing, man. I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to make some food and... Uh, Get some beer. So sounds like because, a, uh, do your thing. Sounds like a good plan. And once you get that equipment stuff set up, are we gonna get a salty talk show eventually, or what? Hell yeah! Um, as soon as I get everything squared away here, I am going to have my uh, hell raising, uh, pissed off at the world salty talk, and uh, maybe with uh, I'll salty the gardener, and uh, you know, uh, salty the squirrel. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with a variety of things that we can put together and. Uh, <laughs> we'll make something happen. There you hey, go. Before you go, Salty, uh, since you, you're actually going down this road, why don't you check into uh, what's known as permaculture? Have you ever heard of that before? I have. Um, okay. I haven't done a lot with it because um, actually where I'm at right now, I'm uh, I'm, I'm hoping to be a temporary culture. So... Um, <laughs> All right. Well, as long as you know what it is, you know that way. If you plan, if you're going to plan yeah. your farm, you could actually plan it in such a way that um, everything is symbiotic and works with each other, and 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 restores exactly. nutrients to the to the uh, soil yeah. instead of just robbing it all. Well, uh, right. Well, even even with the potting stuff, um, my uh, doing the the tomatoes. My next the next uh, uh, thing that I plan to put down is uh, uh, beans. Um, there's a variety of different, uh, you know, uh, uh, either green beans, uh, types of green beans, and uh, uh, what have you that that replenish the soil after things like either squash or tomatoes. They they pull out a lot of nitrogen, and uh, there are a variety of different uh, uh, bean cultivars that you can put down that that replenish those types of things. So, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, rather than keep buying fresh soil for my pots every year, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a shot and see what happens. Take a listen to um, the show called The Survival Podcast. Guy does like an hour 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 uh, hour hour and a half show each day. It's podcast only. It's not live. Um, and the, the guy has so much information, and he has so many shows that I, I always wind up. I don't know. I always have five or six of his shows backed up because I just can't listen to it um, straight. But it's it's. An unbelievable amount of information. What you're doing and what, just what was off- the name again? Uh, the Survival Podcast. The Survival. Podcast. Okay. Cool. 
I'll give it. I'll check it out. Yeah, and, yeah, and he's pretty, pretty knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. I mean, he's knowledgeable about financing. You know what's going on in the global economy. He's, you know, unbelievably knowledgeable about off-grid living. Uh, it's I've learned. I I could tell you that out of, out of the you know 150 shows I've listened, I probably learned something 125 in 125 shows. Nice. That's a good thing. Yeah, Bob Tuscan t- chimed in on the Skype here saying that permaculture is a must, Salty. Um, so uh, yeah, definitely. that I believe. Do you know what the what the use what the what mushrooms are you actually used for? Is they actually take but, out mushrooms the are actually really good for filtering water. Well, yeah, they they take the toxins out of the uh, the soil. Yeah, from what this guy says. Then yeah. I see Bob's writing, so he might yeah. be either. Oh, uh, so he knows the podcast. Yeah, he knows <laughs> the one you're talking about. I think it's nitrogen. Is that what he was saying there? Nitrogen, the mush, the muscle mushrooms help with. Yeah, well, uh, uh, you know, I'm not. I just know of the term, and I know I know of the concept. I, I don't know how or what things do to it, but okay. I just I was listening to the show, and he was just talking about mushrooms. Well, I ha- you know the one guy called in and said uh, you know, he's got problems with this area. There was you know some spillage there, and the guy was like, you know, just grow something about mushrooms. Just get mushrooms in there and some other stuff, and it really you know, over two years it'll make that soil fertile again. It's this is not like a uh, permaculture is not something that you, you'd want instantaneous results. You're actually kind of Farming in such a way that you're you're giving back to the to the soil and keeping the soil fertile and you know the ways that you it's just it's in a it's a very scientific and safe way of and it's the whole thing is that you'll have it permanently you know uh, that's that's a part of permaculture is that you 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 farm sustainably and you're not taking out of the environment which is super important and that's you know that's one of the the arguments that the hemp industry you know has used because of the replacement rate that um you don't have to rotate your fields as often because they don't pull as much nutrients out uh james was explaining this to me once uh it's like a six month rotation or something like that with the growing of it so you can produce more of it um, because it doesn't do as much damage to the soil uh, I'll have to ask him to cover that on a show again one day. All right, we're getting five over the hour here, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. Salty, thanks for giving us a call, buddy. Uh, we appreciate Love it. You Love, Love you, guys. Love you, too. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Um, Dave, you got any final words there? No, I'm kind of tired, man. It was a good show. Yeah. I, I enjoyed listening to Bob. I could, I'll listen to him again. I'll probably start listening to the Intel Hub again. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm excited for him to get his show going. Um, it's even more time that I'm not going to have to listen to the survival podcast. <laughs> you got you got all the time you need. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, you'd think a guy that doesn't hasn't worked in three years could listen to all this stuff all day, but uh, I wind up doing other things. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. You got to keep yourself busy. Got to yeah. keep yourself busy. I am. Hi, man. All right, I'm Dave. Out. Thanks for joining with me, guys. You've been uh, listening to yet another great edition of the First Fifty Two on Raz Radio. I appreciate Bob Tuscan for joining us tonight. Uh, please make sure you check him out um, at Intel Hub, theintelhub.com, um, shade the mo- shade the God, I'm trying to get all these correct for him. And uh, you know, make sure you uh, check us out every Saturday. We got week in review tomorrow at seven. And uh, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss.
Stop and drowning in stress. They said, Can you take more? I said, 